evening, ladies and gentlemen, slash afternoon, depending on where you're coming in from. It is Thursday, January, no, February, sorry, February the 1st, how dare I, 2024, it's another Technical Alpha podcast, I'm actually more impressed that I fucked up the month than I am the year, but here we are, we made it, it's another Technical Alpha podcast, glad you could join us today. Let me get that all situated. Boom! And here we are. It's another week. We've got more news to discuss, more things to go over, random bullshit to spew. The usual. But before we get started, most important question of the week, Mr. Black, how was your week? Um, <clears throat> it was good. It was a good week. Didn't really do much. Same old same. That's it. I, I see that, um, I see that, uh, your, first of all, I gotta turn you up just a hair. Um, uh, I see that, I just saw a tweet, I don't know how old it is, might even be minutes old. Big news for twitch.tv slash used to be like TV Maximus Black, now going over to just Maximus Black. It only took 11, 12 years. And it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's I happening. I um I started streaming on Kick as well, and that's going really well. So I thought, you know what? Now is the time because my Kick one is just Maximus Black. Yeah, yeah. And then um uh, you know the everybody has been bitching for years about my oh that it's too it's too long. I searched Maximus Black, I can't find it. It's what is what does Lag TV stand for? <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> Okay, now it's time because I'm 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 just doing a complete overhaul on everything. Yeah. So yeah. Like, all right, now's the time. Let me just switch up the name. Reached out to uh, to Twitch today. They um, the person who stole the name Maximus Black has been inactive for years and years. So they're yeah, just gonna yeah. give me the name. Um, and then they're also gonna reserve Lag TV Maximus Black for me, so that nobody can impersonate me or recreate the channel or anything right. like that. So right. If you try and go to that channel, it's just gonna be a nothing burger. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. That's it. It's happening. Yeah. It's happening. I can't even remember what... Did you do Lag TV because all the way back then it was taken by somebody? So have they been I camping it this whole time? Do you remember? I don't remember. Um, I really... I, I just don't remember. Uh, I don't know if I... Uh, you know what? And the thing is, is usually like uh, I, I was dealing with Twitch today while I was streaming and they were like, yeah, if you just log out, like we'll, we'll do it. It'll only take a couple of minutes. It's very quick. But my account is so old that like the back end for my account is completely different than. <laughs> yeah, because it's ancient. Yeah. So they were like, yeah, we're going to go and you know do your thing and then this time tomorrow we'll we'll work on all this and then you know tomorrow because they got to do some fuckery behind the scenes i was like as long as it doesn't fuck up my followers fuck on my subs yeah my, my partnership any of that stuff i'm totally fine they're like no you don't have to worry about that it's just a url change everything will still be the same so i'm like okay then uh, i'm down <laughs> so Cause that, yeah, that'd be obviously that'd be like my first my first thing like oh my god Twitch doing anything on the back end especially with accounts as old as ours is like does it fuck up subscribers or does it like fuck up followers or anything like that yeah. and and uh, yeah. so good well hopefully it doesn't and hopefully they're hopefully they're right uh, but big changes that's wonderful that's wonderful I've been yep. trying to get 
Um, I've been trying to get my my new handle for fucking ages, and I can't because I need another four or five thousand viewers, and then I will be able to message Twitch and say, "Hey, can I? Can I maybe? This account's been dead for fucking I'm God knows how cloud. long." Yeah. I'm using my cloud, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you gonna do can, man can i just it was, it was funny because when i reached out when i reached out the uh, the staff that um because i went through like the partnership live chat mm. and um when that when i got switched over to a different um um uh what, what do we call that uh department um yes. the person that was in charge they were like dude i was just pretty i was just I was watching, watching. yeah yeah so, <laughs> so yeah, so it probably helped that um, they knew who they knew who I was, um, and they 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 um, they fixed it up real 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 quick or attempted to. So yeah, the only shitty thing is I gotta go through all my social media and change all the links. To yeah, yeah, because it's it's a lot, but it's whatever. Yeah. I'm not gonna worry about all the old videos and stuff. They can just stay. Oh my I gosh. don't care. Yeah, that's whatever. But that's uh, not yeah, I just, have to just, I just have to do a bunch of rebranding i guess and uh i'm doing that anyway so it's whatever beautiful awesome uh well i didn't do any rebranding this week i uh sat in my chair and played in an ungodly amount of pal world i'm officially at the end uh, of the game more or less for what it is at the moment in terms of content that's available uh there's like uh, uh you know we last night we tackled all but one of the what are like actually like bosses like other other pal trainer type things um they're in they're in various towers over the map various levels of them and and uh we did uh we did all but one we tried the last one and we thought for sure because i mean i like we were pretty juiced to the gills and all the other bosses fell pretty quick we went there and we got our shit folded like origami it was brutal and so we still have one last hurdle there and uh uh, and then other than that, there's a couple of pals I haven't caught, uh, I haven't caught, and then that's kind of where we're at for now until they start adding more content. Uh, mm. but yeah, been having a pretty good time with it, honestly. Probably not exciting to watch, but, uh, but if, from a playing perspective, it's been, it's been, uh, a pretty good time. I'm routinely impressed. I have to keep reminding myself when weird shit happens, I'm like, this game is early access. It's been out for fucking 10 days, or 14 days, <laughs> so, you know, give give them some time to fix shit. And then last night, they, sure as, sure as hell, last night they put a, uh, a tweet out with a, a, quite a lengthy, um, patch notes list for their first real major, uh, bug fixing and all that stuff that they released to, uh, to Steam, and we'll talk more about, uh, some of the rest of that in a bit, but first... Let's get into our gaming news ahead of that, which is Embracer. Anyone that's uh, anyone that gives a fuck about gaming news, the small portion of people and or people that are in the gaming sphere on social media would know the name Embracer. Uh, we've talked about them here on the podcast over over the last few years, as they were originally um, a- around the same time and maybe even before Tencent. I can't remember anymore. But they were like one of the first big movers in terms of a massive company that was going out of their way to simply buy up developers. Uh, they were the one of the first big groups that were uh, leading the consolidation of game developers in the industry, uh, and uh, and and were not very loved for that reason early on. 
Uh, and then they eventually got, like, sort of overtaken to a degree by Tencent, who came in and just bought fucking just a bajillion different places or bought into things, and then Embracer wasn't talked about as much. That being said, they do have a massive, massive catalog of intellectual property that they've been sitting on, and that's exactly what they've been doing, sitting on them. Uh, this is a really weird experiment. I don't know what Embracer's endgame was exactly, uh, but they essentially, recently... Well, not essentially, but just recently, they mentioned that uh, they were like, you know what, we haven't really produced anything in the last couple of years, like games. Uh, they just admitted, they were like, you know what, we haven't really produced much, and that's, you know, that's a problem. And everyone was like, yes, that is a problem, and it's why you're st- their, their market value has been in shambles uh, in the last while, is they spent all this money, and none of it's coming back. <laughs> they just... Right. They just, it's a relatively important thing when you get lots of money from people that you try to earn some of that money back eventually. They haven't been doing a hell of a lot of that. They've been buying everything up and then proceeding to do literally fucking dick all with all of this intellectual property. Uh, And more recently, in uh, an announcement that came this week, so Deus Ex, which I'm sure people would recognize that name of that game, um, very popular, very well, uh, well well-received game series. Uh, They had a new one in the works. Uh, and just axed it. They, they they canceled the development for it, and then followed that up by laying off a large number of the people that were attached to that project, uh, who are apparently, of course, those who are at IDOS Montreal, who would have headed up or been part of the last Deus Ex game as well. Which What, what was the last one? Deus Ex um, Mankind Divided or whatever, like the newer one. Anyway, so... Uh, so yeah, they got rid of that, and then, so that, along with their public statement of, oops, we're not doing anything, has really made some people kind of laugh at the situation, uh, because, you know, it just, it just, the, the thick irony of Embracer going out and buying up all these development studios, firing a whole shitload of people over the last few years, and then going out the other side and going, wow, you know what, we didn't make any games, and everyone's like, well, Mm. what did you expect? Exactly. <laughs> what did you expect to happen? You don't have anyone left to make it. You bought them all, and then you fired everyone, and then no games came out the other end, and you're sitting there going, wow, geez, we haven't done anything in the last few years. No shit. So Embracer currently is, uh, I, I have a sneaking suspicion, we're going to be seeing a leadership change uh, in the not-too-distant future. There is no way that whoever is heading up Embracer group uh, the board or otherwise, there is no shot that they continue to hold their jobs, uh, given what they have managed to produce in the last three or four years, which is to say, literally nothing. Zero. They have been very good at spending money, and that's it. So, unfortunate to see that another studio is getting a lot of layoffs, um, and, uh, you know, not unsurprisingly coming from Uh, an Embracer Group subsidiary at this point, but nevertheless, I just had to include it because I just thought it was funny that they came out and admitted that they hadn't done anything. I don't know why they- I don't know why you would ever come out and do- I mean, it's plain for everyone to see, but at the same time, my god. At least pretend that you're doing something in the background. Because now- now what everyone's thinking, of course, is with this cancellation and them saying that they haven't really done anything, everyone, you know, the question on everyone's mind for Embracer Group is, what is actually being made right now? Is there anything being made right now? And if not, when the fuck are they going to 
put out some video games. Like, what? What? what is, video game IPs aren't like gold. They don't hold residual value over time. You can't just bring that shit out if the dollar collapses to start trading for bread and wine. It's not really how that works. You gotta actually start producing something to make your money back. So we'll have to wait and see how that goes. But I'm just gonna say now, I have a suspicion that the, the leadership of Embracer is not going to be the leadership in, uh, of Embracer for a hell of a lot longer. And if they continue to be, Jesus. I'm in the wrong line of business. I need to start fooling some people to put me in positions of power at some of these companies. Because I can do that too. I'm really good at doing nothing. Uh, next up, Sony's State of Play. That was yesterday. I managed to sneak that in before I had to leave the house to go pick up M. That was a 45-minute showing of what's coming up for PlayStation, uh, both in terms of first-party titles, like exclusives, and, uh, you know, some of the bigger multi-platform, uh, releases that they are also going to have on their system. Uh, so the notable, so they, they kicked it off with what I call Stellar Ass. And you could really take that as one of two ways. One, it could be the character's actual physical ass, in which that is 90% of the content of the game is literally the character's ass. Mr. Black, if you want to while I'm explaining this, if you look up Stellar Blade, uh, you will see exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, I like to call it Near Automata at Home, as in, you know, we have it at home and this is the game that you have. Uh, it looks like the, Korea uh, the Korean version of Near Automata. They're going for almost identical themes of, like, basically straight ripped out of the Bible, philosophical, like, Adam, Eve, you know, like, fucking, um, Zion-type shit, like, like, literally just fucking everything is just stripped right from the head, uh, right from the Bible in terms of the character names and themes, much like Nier Automata with the philosophical side and the existential whatever, uh, and just like Nier Automata as well, they just put a really attractive, t uh, you know, chick with, with a nice set of tits and an ass, put her in the front of the screen, and then every animation highlights her ass and tits. And so if you're up for that, which lots of people will be, Stellar Blade is, uh, is coming relatively soon, and you can look forward to playing it, I guess. Um, uh, are you looking at it now? Are you saying, uh, yeah? <laughs> Listen, I gotta give it to, I gotta give it to the Koreans and the Japanese, they just don't give a fuck. I, I think they understand that, uh, that at the end of the day, there's a lot of people that if they had a choice, they're gonna want to choose, look at a really attractive ass and a pair of tits. Uh, you know, that just seems to be, you know, they, they accept that fact. Otherwise, how else would we have gotten Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball? Am I right? I mean, that was just... True. Genius. This gives uh, me, um, this gives me, um, Parasite Eve vibes. Like a newer... Little bit, Parasite yeah. Eve. Like, a, it's like a little, like a high-techy kind of, kind of deal. You can see that they've got her in like a million different outfits. So obviously, the, really, the focal point of this game is it's the stellar ass. Is what <laughs> somebody also somebody also said. Yeah, so it does look like near automata. So people have been calling it rear automata. Mm. Good uh, lots of it's going to get a lot of comparisons to to that fucking game. Which you know, uh, critically speaking, I couldn't stand near automata, but critically that game did very fucking well. So. We'll have to see how this one uh, holds up to the uh, to the critics. Uh, after that, we got shown a couple things. There was uh, you know, there's a few other games dispersed through here. There was uh, like your uh, yearly samurai game that now just seems to literally actually be one a year. Uh, it looked like more or less every other one of them. So if you're in that category, if you like it, it didn't look bad. That's not to say it looked bad per se. It's just that it doesn't look like it's doing anything 
new or exciting or stand out. Um, but then we also saw Konami try their best to uh, to get everyone excited about their new Silent Hill game. Silent Hill, uh, what's the name of it? Silent Hill. Um, fuck, it's that shit that I don't even remember the, the fucking full name of it. Uh, this, uh, nobody, nobody cares about this Silent Hill. It doesn't even look like Silent Hill, really, to me. Although I guess at this point, what does Silent Hill even mean to Konami? I don't know. Uh, but they immediately, as if to know that everyone was really just waiting for this one, uh, they immediately followed that trailer up with the the showing of uh, combat and other gameplay for the Silent Hill 2 remake. And so, it looked okay. It's not like... You know, in the back of my mind, I'm, I was ho- I knew it wasn't going to be the case because it's Konami, and Konami is fucking useless. But I was hoping, in the back of my mind, like, hey, we got Resident Evil 2. That remake was fucking fire. And in my mind, I'm thinking, man, if we get the Silent Hill 2 version of Resident Evil 2, I will, I will be a happy fucking man. It is not that. <laughs> it is definitely not that. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to get excited about it. It's Konami. I don't trust them. I'll wait until it comes out. And then I'll decide whether or not I care when the game actually releases. Uh, but for now, there it is. Silent Hill still being kind of abused by uh, by Konami. Then after Konami uh, came and went, we saw, uh, or even it could have been before, I can't remember the order of it, but uh, Dragon's Dogma 2, which um, which is also, of course, coming out on the on the PC. And that comes out, I think, like next month. It's coming out really, really soon. I, I, don't, I think it's March. It's either this month or next. Uh, if I remember correctly. Anyway, the Dragon's Dogma 2. Looks like it's going to be a game of the year contender. Looks fucking incredible. If you watch any gameplay for it, it's going to friggin' blow your tits off. It looks like, it looks like basically a combination of Monster Hunter and Dark Souls combat, uh, which are two very, uh, intricate, uh, combat systems. Visually, it looks fantastic. And, uh, I think, I think on the back of Elden Ring, I think this game's going to do really fucking well. I think it's going to sell a lot of copies. Unless it has some sort of like real bad crippling problems, uh, I think Elden Ring was like the watershed moment for the ultra hard open world action RPG. Uh, I mean that thing sold like thirty million copies, right? So I think this is going to do uh, big numbers. Um, and something else that people were waiting for in this announcement or in the state of play that every it's become a running gag now <laughs> is why haven't they released Bloodborne on the PC? What? Why? Especially after Elden Ring. Now you know how big the market is. If you wanted to like spend a few dollars to update Bloodborne to 60 FPS, because it was 30 on the PlayStation 4, so you get 60 FPS, spit shine it a bit. We're not looking for a fucking full rebuild. Spit shine it a bit, maybe add a couple of quality of life features. Send that shit on the PC. You're going to sell so- you're gonna sell so many fucking copies of Bloodborne. I mean, it sold seven and a half million on PlayStation. If you put that on a PC, I'm positive you're getting another seven and a half million. Like, as a floor. I think you'll resell copies to people like Skyrim, who bought Skyrim 14 different times. I think you're gonna get people buying it on PC that already played it on the PS4 because they want that 60 FPS experience. And then you're going to sell it to a whole group of new people that are like, oh, these are the guys that made Elden Ring? Elden Ring was fucking dope. I got to get on this fuck. I've heard nothing but good things about Bloodborne. People say it's the best game that they ever made before Elden Ring. I got to check it out. 
And if you've got 30 million people possibly thinking about that, you know you've got to sell at least seven and a half fucking million copies, which is just free real estate at this point. So I'm confused as to why they're not doing it, but it does seem to be, like, similar to Pokemon like we talked about last week. It's probably got to be similar. It's like some sort of allegiance to the PlayStation brand and to Sony companies specifically that's, that's stopping them from doing it. Otherwise, like... Fuck me, dude. Why, why? Why else would you not want that money? It would just be. It would be. It'd be so easy. So unfortunately, no Bloodborne at this event. Uh, you're gonna have to wait again for next year. Uh, but then, lastly, Mr. Black, and most importantly, Hideo Kojima came out to save the Sony brand yet again. This man. Uh, this man is. He could be insane. I mean, it's entirely possible. I mean, the line between. Genius and madness is very thin, and I think he rides that line very carefully on a daily basis. But he came out to show off um, uh, Death Stranding 2. And having played Death Stranding, and I waited a long time to play it, because when I first saw it, when it first released, I was like, man, I don't... Uh, Kojima's on one. I can't, I can't follow you here, Kojima, I'm sorry. And then I played it, and other than it dragging a little bit at the end, like it could have probably been like four hours shorter of a game, like it really felt like it was like a, a and wait, there's more moment, like four different fucking times. Other than that, that's a really fucking good video game. And unique. It does not, there is no game that you have played that resembles Death Stranding in any real capacity. And so, uh, I was a bit uh, excited for, for, for DS2. And in my mind, I'm thinking, knowing how the end of the first game was, I was like, this is going to be batshit insane. Whatever the fuck he's cooking, it's crazy. Literally mm. insane. And sure as shit, if you watch that trailer at some point, it's fucking certifiably 100% fucking batshit insane. It's fucking insane. You've got, like, a stop-motion animation, like, so lower FPS doll that's now clipping to the front of you. You've got Troy Baker playing, like, a, a fucking Psycho Mantis, like, X... Uh, electric, electric guitar weapon wielding fucking bad dude. You've got like tar coming out of people that is like primordial fucking ooze that's like creating new people. Like the whole thing is. And then, of course, it's also like the Kojima giving you social commentary, like on the world, war, social media, human disconnect. All this shit is all tied into this fuck show. And then, you know, babies and throats. Kadeo Kojima is fucking. But he's a, he's a mad lad. But you know what? I got like somebody said in the comment section below the trailer. They said I got to be honest. I got to be honest. He said I I I I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't play DS one, but only Kojima could have me watching this trailer and make me want to play the fucking second game because it's that fucking insane. I mean, like like seriously, it's fucking wild. And we know we have a movie. Not to skip ahead, but we have a movie coming for Death Stranding. And they tied that in a bit at the end of this gaming segment where they were hinting at more crossovers with Kojima's group and Sony Productions, the film side, the film studio. Uh, and then at the very end, and this was the one that I think a lot of people are, if they didn't catch it or they did and they're just not thinking that much about it for now, I'm sure they will. Kojima announced that the next game that he's working on after they finalize DS2 is a action espionage game where they're doing crossovers between gaming and film. Which sounds an awful lot like 
Metal Gear Solid, which is what he left behind at Konami when Konami fucked him royally. And so this is like, as far as I'm concerned, this is a Hideo Kojima, two fingers in the air. Go fuck yourself, Konami. I left you and now here I am and I'm going to come back and you thought that I couldn't do Metal Gear Solid again? <laughs> I'm coming. He saw I'm coming. He, and he dropped it too. He said, I'm going into, when we start this new project, essentially, he said, I'm going into my 40th year in game development. Sometimes I forget how long Kojima's been doing this shit. He's going into year 40 on this bitch. And he's ready for round two on Metal Gear Solid, which... If he does, you know, if he manages to recreate the wheel for Metal Gear, I got, I, I, I can't, I don't know, am I supposed to just call him the goat? I feel like I have to call him the goat at that point. Uh, who else is going to be able to fucking do that shit? But there you go. That was the Sony state of play. Would you be, uh, did you ever play Metal Gear games back in the day? We didn't play them yeah, together. Some. You played some of them? Were you, were yeah, you, in, were you, were you into the Metal Gear thing or were you kind of like on the outside fringe? Like, I, I don't mind them, but I don't really love them all that much. Um, I really loved Solid Snake. That's my favorite. Mm. Um, I, I think it's called Solid Snake, right? Is or that is it two or three? Eater? I can't remember the names because all the names are fucking out there. I can't remember either Solid Snake or Snake Eater. One of the mm. two is on the PlayStation Two. That was my that was my favorite one. Um, obviously, I played the original, beat that the or the one that was on Sony, like the two yeah, disc yeah. one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Number two, and then I got number four for the ps4 um never beat it but enjoyed it was enjoying playing it but never beat it i was too much into call of duty at the time yeah yeah, but, yeah. um yeah i i my dick doesn't get too hard for metal gear solid and stuff anymore no but. not for not for not for I, I i respect metal gear solid like it's one of those games where like i don't like it but i know they're good like it's hard to argue them not being good it's just not something that i've ever personally been like heavily invested in uh, and Kojima yeah, games in right. general. PS3. Thank you. Yeah, I had number four for the PS3. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. They did do. I think I thought they did a PS4 version of that eventually. Maybe, but uh, Maybe. but yeah. Either way, either way. Nevertheless. Uh, yeah. So I'll, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in what he calls it, what the premise is, how closely it resembles Metal, Metal Gear Solid. Because when you say action espionage, I mean Jesus. Uh, it's that's literally Metal Gear Solid, so it'll be uh, very intriguing to see where he goes with that. Unless he's but, doing a James Bond, unless he's doing a Bond one. What the f what know. the fuck does Hideo Kojima James Bond look like? <laughs> what the fuck does that look like? I don't know, but it is that is an action espionage. You know, with that's blended with movies and that's video true. Games. I mean, that's true. And he and listen. Like, a lot of people, like, uh, Mr. Grimm in chat was saying he's so so tired of Hideo Kojima. Like, I, I kind of understand, I kind of understand that to a degree, but, like, have, there's gotta uh, be, yeah, 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 but there's gotta be, there's gotta be something to it beyond just, you know, what, beyond just what we see on the gaming side, because the man has a lot of friends in, obviously, I mean, gaming industry, for sure, everyone reveres the guy. But more, uh, more perhaps impressive to me in the last, let's say, oh, I don't know, five, six years. Well, actually, well, when he started Kojima Productions, it's that he clearly has the respect of a lot of people in, um, in the film and TV industry. 
And and we're seeing that with the people that come to work with him uh, and continue to work with him in his games. Uh, and in in I'm sure what we're going to see going forward in whatever TV and movie productions that his that his studio will be uh, invested in as well. Uh, and so, I mean, he's, he's working with, we know, Jordan Peele, who is one of the most uh, respected directors right now and writers in Hollywood. Um, and, and he only just really got started in that in that aspect, you know, outside of the comedy uh, field. We, we know Norman Reedus is a, obviously a huge uh, fan of his. He spends an awful lot of time with uh, Guillermo del Toro. These are all like really highly regarded and respected individuals that give him a lot of uh, respect themselves. So my assumption is that, you know, we're, we're from the outside. It's very clearly it's a lot of madness. But uh, but he's also got the respect of a lot of a lot of people that other people would respect for different reasons. So there's got to be something going on there. And uh, I know for me when I played when I played uh, when I played Death Stranding. And like I said, I waited a long time to to play it. I just thought at some point, I was like, I have to, like, you know what? I just, I got to know what this is all about because it's so unique. And that's what it is. It's super unique. And in a, in a, in a, uh, in an industry right now in which everything is so samesy, playing that was really interesting. Uh, because normally you have to go hunting for, let's say, indie games and even indie games have become fairly homogenous in the last five six seven years but this was a really big big budget you know big name production and it was wildly different from everything else and so i like i i might not love everything the man does but i have i have to respect it and and you know he doesn't give me much reasons to not respect it uh, at least for now, and and so yeah, I do. I I look forward to uh, to DS2. I look forward to seeing what a Death Stranding movie or show, as we know, is coming. Uh, I'm interested to see how they convert that, uh, you know, to that format, because Kojima's a huge movie buff, huge movie buff, and so I would imagine that it's also going to end up being pretty damn good. But we'll have to wait and see on that. Uh, but yeah, that was mostly it for uh, for the Sony State of Play. He did carry the everlasting shit out of it, and that was it. Uh, next up, Pal World has officially crossed the 19 million player mark. So that's the that's the total number of players. It's not necessarily sales. So of that, the breakdown they released uh, yesterday: 12 of the 19 million are on Steam. So those would be more or less 12 million sales, barring. Barring them having included uh, refunds, of which I haven't heard of many people refunding it in any meaningful way. And so it's probably pretty much 12 million in sales on Steam. Uh, And then the rest of that 19, so the 7 million, are on Game Pass, which that's a big number. You know, for Game Pass to have uh, a game that is pulling down 7 million players, that's a lot of players. Uh, In fact, it is the largest third-party game release on Game Pass to date, uh, by no small margin, and so you know, big shocker, obviously, uh, for lots of people. Even bigger shocker, as we talked about last week, that Sony passed up on Pal World, and then, and there's not even plans right now that have been publicly announced to get this game that I'm aware of onto PlayStation. I'm sure they would like to in the future, perhaps, uh, but there's been nothing, and so this is like an in 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 a. It's a win for Xbox, but like unintentional. Like that, I don't think there was, uh, to my knowledge, any backroom deals 
uh, or whatnot. Maybe I missed on Xbox paying them to to keep this on the Xbox for a period of time, but I don't recall anything ever being talked about in that regard. And so, uh, just a, an an a, an unintentional dub for for the Xbox team. And as such, it was announced also, I believe yesterday, that uh, that the Xbox division is giving them a uh, a substantial amount of support to help get the game up to date, to get it closer to being in line with the Steam version. Because as anyone, you know, if you know, you know when you're releasing uh, patches and whatnot to the consoles, there's a certification process. It's a lot more work, a lot more time, has to pass through a bunch of hoops uh, and checks uh, and balances before it gets released. Where on Steam, it's just kind of up to the developer. You know, if you're going to release this patch and it breaks everything, that's on you. So, uh, with that, Xbox is now providing a lot of extra services and whatnot for them, engineers, uh, and resources to help them bring the Xbox version uh, faster up to parity with Steam. And uh, because they've got a huge success on their hands. A lot of people on Game Pass, number one game on Game Pass. So they have to give it the red carpet treatment, and that's what uh, that's what what's happening. So uh, they also did, uh, as I mentioned, a big patch at, at the beginning of uh, the podcast here, a big patch that uh, addressed a lot of issues, including some of the biggest issues, like the save corruption issue, uh, amongst a myriad of other issues that uh, that uh, you know some small and large. And so they're 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 on it, and. And just a, an enormous success. I don't know. I don't. I don't think there's been a success like this in in a hot minute. I think the last time a game kind of came at a left field like this in the PC market and really took over was probably PUBG, which coincidentally is still the owner of the highest concurrent count at 3.2 million. I think this one topped out at 2.2 or 2.3. Uh, Power World that is, and so you know it goes to show just how big PUBG was at the time. But, uh, but yeah, big success, doing big numbers, and now getting a lot of support from the side at Xbox. I would say, um, I would, if I had to guess as to why, I can't remember if, we, if I put this guess out here last week. Oh, we were just covering the, um, uh, welcome back, Mr. Black. I was just mentioning, you know, with Kojima that obviously there's something going on there because so many people in the, not just in gaming, but also movies and television, uh, respect Kojima, a great deal. We're seeing him working with a lot of respected individuals in in movies and television. It seems like he's got a bigger and bigger friend group every time the man like sets, uh, you know sets foot somewhere. And so there's got to be something. There's a method behind the madness that other people are also uh, getting behind. And then we're just talking about Pal World success, where they have now 19 million players across both platforms, 12 million on Steam. So that's more akin to just raw sales, 12 million, uh, and which means they're still tracking almost a million a day. <laughs> at this point uh and then uh on xbox 7 million on game pass which makes it the largest third-party release ever on game pass uh and it's still the number one game being played on game pass and so i was just finishing up here talking about how xbox is giving them a ton of uh engineering support and uh and fast tracking their certification pro- uh, process for patches so that they can catch up with steam because they're like several patches back on uh, on the xbox and obviously playstation doesn't have this game Xbox is rolling out the red carpet. Got to juice this bad boy up and, and ride the wave because this is, uh, you know, an absolutely massive success and an unintentional W for Xbox that Sony didn't pick them up. And my only guess is that 
Obviously, Sony knew about this game. Obviously. The thing is, maybe their concern was, as all of them are Japanese companies, maybe there was some questions internally. Is this going to become a legal thing in some capacity? Do we want to be associated with it or not? Let's just hold off and wait and see. Uh, that's the only thing I can come up with as to why they wouldn't have gone the Sony route. Otherwise, Pal World, as a Japanese company, the the, you know, the the developer not going with Sony over Xbox seems is is out of the ordinary in general. So that's my best guess. Whatever the reason is, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see you know how long it is before they announce publicly that they are developing for the PlayStation. But right now, they're not even saying word PlayStation hasn't left their lips. Nothing. Which again is kind of odd, but here we but here we are, and it's a big win for for Microsoft for the moment for the time being. Um, and so yeah, that's that's the, the Power World update for now. That's a big leap. I think the last time we talked about it, we were talking about like six million. Now they're at twelve. <laughs> Fucking massive, massive sales. So somebody did bring something up, but before we move on from Power World, that if you were to add Pokemon Yellow or something to the mix, the original trilogy of games, so blue, red, and then if you wanted to add yellow in that group, um, was something like 30 or 32 million copies to date in 20, as of 2022. Um, which now, and now everyone's wondering, is Power World going to outdo Pokemon's best-selling Different trio. price ranges too, though. Oh sure. Oh oh sure. Thirty bucks. Right. Yeah, yeah yeah. Oh sure. Sure. Now I don't know if I don't know if the if the Pokemon brand's been particularly price sensitive uh, over time, but uh, like most people, I think I think people will buy that bitch. Yeah, and we're but actually. I, but does does Pal World have ninety million players today? At eighty nine ninety nine. Right. Oh no! Oh no! 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 Oh God! No! No! I, like a lot of it. Like if they, if they moved it, even though obviously they can't because it would be like the most obvious cash grab in the fucking world, and it's still early access. If they, if 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 people knew what they knew, which is impossible because it's it was like a brand new thing. But if they knew what they knew, and they had put sixty bucks, I bet you they would have had not twelve, not twelve million sales on Steam, but probably like nine million yeah. sales. Um, and, and it would have been slower climb, but $30 for them right now is like this perfect number. The volume is just crushing it. Oh yeah. Just yeah. fucking crushing it. So yeah, no, they're, they're, they're doing well. And internally, uh, I do have a, a community member who, uh, who is contracted to work for Game Freak right now. So he's not a member of Game Freak, but he's contracted to them. So obviously he's been hearing around the office, people talking about, Pal world and whatnot, and he said, he said from a legal standpoint, which everyone in the West keeps bringing up, he said nobody gives a fuck, nobody cares. He said what they do care about is that obviously it's very popular, and so they have to pay attention to the game. They can't ignore Pal World's success. They don't really fucking care from a legal perspective in general. It's more about oh my fucking god, somebody just showed up on the block did a lot of the same stuff we do and they're absolutely taking over the world right now while we're sitting back here twiddling our thumbs. So, um, so that's kind of, which is not uncommon. The West, on, especially on social media, when it comes to like talking about, uh, you know, the Eastern video game, uh, market, they bro, just, they just make shit up bro, as they go bro, along. It's just, <laughs> dude. It's not even just the video game market. We're oh, just that's a in bunch general. Of whiny, salty yeah, bitches, yeah. man. That's all that is. A bunch of fucking people on social media 
hate their lives and they just want to <laughs> spread negativity. A bunch of whiny fucking idiots. A it's bunch true. of fucking it's, morons. They got true. nothing better to do. It's not even just gaming, bro. Oh, it's every it's everything. It's very true. Oh, you, you don't you don't you don't see, you know, you don't see the Japanese culture on mass or 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 any or any other Well, they have their uh, own complaints that they do over yeah, for their own mean, shit. But I mean, Jesus, dude. It's not they, the same. They, it's <laughs> not it's a different height. It's a different they bitch about things that matter. We bitch about things that don't matter. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's just two totally different fucking beasts, man. You know what? You know what's kind of fun, you know, fun though is that you know, in some ways, it's it's funny, and this is kind of how the global culture kind of stuff is works, of course. But like, we trade we trade things like, and we're almost like five or ten years behind each other in, in various ways. So like, we'll borrow stuff from. You know, Korea or Japan for in various ways, but it takes us five to ten years to get there. Or stuff, you know, things that happen in Europe takes us five to ten years to catch up. And then over in Japan, or uh, right now, apparently, another community member is a, a teacher there, high school teacher, and uh, talking about how the new the new wave of uh, like in the dating world, like in Korea, this was very similar as well, but I don't know if this new thing is also a thing. But blood types are like a huge thing in, in Asian culture, especially Korea and Japan, where your blood type is like largely tied to what your personality is supposed to be representative of. So whatever blood type you have is supposed to tell a person. It's like a different version of horoscope almost at that point, right? And so uh, that was the thing forever, like forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. In fact, I still remember when Hun first asked me what my blood type was and he got me like Korean dog tags with my, my blood type on it. Cause it's like, that's a, it's like a cultural thing there. But now remember back in like 2014, 2015, it was, it even might've reached back a year or two before that. Remember when the, you might even not even recognize it by, by the name, but remember when on the internet, the Myers-Briggs test personality test was like fucking massive and everyone was doing it and they had yes. like the infj or the fucking yeah. N ntf whatever the fuck all the right so that was like a big thing but almost 10 years ago now it's made like gen z is kind of getting it surging a little bit right now but that was super popular about 10 years ago apparently that in japan has completely almost completely replaced blood type now and everyone is is asking your Myers Briggs before you even get into the dating process, and if the and if the letters don't fucking match up, done. See if I, God, God, God. No. So you know they have their own. They have their shit. Yeah, we have. We we've got yeah, our we fuckery. Our... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got it. We got our own fuckery over here for sure. Um, now speaking of, speaking of is, you know, we're talking about the, the price of games, especially Power World at $30. And this is a, a discussion I had on the stream, uh, yesterday while playing Power World. Uh, and I was interested in Mr. Black's, uh, uh, opinion on this as, as well. And in the comments, uh, section, I would love to hear, um, or in chat, uh, you know, even live, uh, what people might think about this. So we've talked about this on the podcast in tangentially a few times before, but like the the you know, the running gag here on on this podcast is what do people want and it's good games right uh, obviously and you know, they want do they just want good games they don't care about anything else just provide them a good video game. Uh, but from a price perspective, you know that can that can mean a whole bunch of different shit. And as we're moving into this new era of of the price of games changing pretty dramatically, uh, in short step, 
some of which because it was like 30 years and games didn't change in price <laughs> for like 30 years and now we've got all this inflation and so there you know we've we Sony was the first to move we went to from 59 US to 69 US now we're getting into like uh, an era where where uh, or an era necessarily but they're sending out surveys and asking people how would you feel about 79 US 89 US as a base standard entry price for a triple A fucking whatever that's supposed to mean video game and so they're already the wheels are turning we only just started this new journey at the new price point now but they're already looking and going ah we gotta we gotta speed this bitch up. We gotta we gotta get some more money in. And so, um, just to, just for context, right now I just looked it up before the podcast. If they did shift it to eighty nine ninety nine US, that would be a one hundred and twenty dollar before tax Canadian game, which means you're paying about a hundred and what what does that end up being forty five? Yeah, almost one fifty. Almost one hundred and fifty dollars for a single game. Yeah. Yep. And that's, and that's just the base game. That's not like DLC. That's not anything. That's not like the special edition. That's just the base. And so with that, you know, the question, I, I think as, as the price goes up and up and up, the question becomes, you know, clearly everyone individually has a certain set of criteria for what they think makes something worth the value that it is. That's not just games. That's literally anything, right? They look at it and they say, you know, for me... When I bought this Real Force keyboard, which is like a a, a a hybrid mechanical dome keyboard that's 300 and something fucking dollars, for me, yes. Keyboard for $300? Yes. I could show that to Jeff, he'd probably be like, what in the fucking hell? It doesn't even have visible fucking, like, letters on it, you have to squint because it's all in black dye, what the fuck are you thinking? And so everyone has their own subjective, you know, list for any given thing as to what makes something valuable or not, or worth the price that they, that they charge it, right? Like we make the pun about Starbucks and like cup of coffee and all this shit, right? And we make fun of it because right. they are so goddamn expensive, but for obviously there's a ton of people that $7 for a coffee is perfectly yep. reasonable, and so they just go and fucking spend that $7 on a coffee three times a day. So, um, so the question that I, I raised was, you know, within any category, and this one being gaming specifically, everything is, there's lots of subjectivity to it uh, as to whether or not somebody buys it. However, there must be, if you took all of the subjective stuff and put it in a, and, and listed all those things in a, in a big fucking, like, chart, or not even a chart, but like that's organized. And then you sifted that shit through, you'd probably get like a core, you know, a lot of a lot of overlap of like a core set of things that you could call almost objective because so many people put that stuff in that in their list of importance that they become like a floor. You know, this is what we have to meet as a game that's going to charge 90 US dollars for the majority of the market to say, okay, I will buy this video game, right? So it's not all subjective in my opinion. I think there is some objectivity to it because in a market where you could spend, let's say, uh, we talked about GTA 6. You could spend $120 on GTA 6 and a lot of people wouldn't even bat a fucking eye because it's Grand Theft Auto. You know what you're walking into. 
But at the same time, somebody could release a a just above indie game, B tier, six hour long experience that's like not super polished. They didn't have a lot of money or whatever, and they're charging the same eighty nine ninety nine. Yep. Both of those have to hit some floor, and then the rest of that is kind of like on a person by person basis. So my question is. And I'm very interested in in what what uh, some answers might be, but what is, what do you think some of those things are like? How because how do you convince somebody right now, Mr. Black? If let's say in two years we move to eighty nine ninety nine US, how do you convince somebody to buy the average video game? Not not a GTA six, but what is the pitch for a game? to try to sell you at 120 Canadian. What do you think the core aspects might have to be, like their benchmarks to hit before you're even hitting the, oh, I like this genre, or I like this developer, or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, what do you think might that might represent? Because I think it's a very interesting topic as we get this expensive on a per-game basis. I don't know, man. I don't, it's I don't, hard. I don't think that there's, yeah, I don't think that there's one answer for this. And I, I think it's it's individual, I think it's, it's an individual thing. Um, obviously, there are re- there are perimeters in which you like can't commonalities off- or something. Yeah, you, exactly. You can't go off the rails, right? But at the same time, yeah, I. It's hard. It's like it's, it's hard, tough. isn't it? Yeah, it's tough because, like you said. If it's a Grand Theft Auto, it's a Rockstar game. People know what they're getting. They're going to spend the money. Some of like I would say probably 98% of the people are just going to buy the game regardless. That 2% probably still going to buy the game but might moan a little bit about it. Be like, "What the fuck, man? Really?" Mm. But I still think virtually everybody that wants to play that game that like is a really diehard fan you know they're they're paying for that and they can do so comfortably because or or not comfortably but uh confidently because they know they're getting rockstar just has the track record you know you're not getting burned like yeah it, I, it would be they're just not gonna fuck this up they're just not gonna fuck this up you know this i know this they're not gonna fuck that up but you get to other games like say an assassin's creed or a halo or, you know, these other games that have a, a big name, but they don't have the best track record. Some are good, some are bad, some are in the middle, some are forgettable, some are amazing. And I think this is the part where the games, these developers, or the, these distributors, this is where they could lose money. Because what they're doing is they're almost playing Russian roulette with their buyer. And one that they're already trying to win over. So, like, if you're already trying to win somebody over and then you're slapping on an extra 20 bucks on top of trying to win them over, it's like, hey, I know the last installment really wasn't that great. The next one, I promise, is. Oh, and also it's more expensive by 25%. 
that's where you might have people to say, okay, either fuck you, now I'm actually done, or they could say, you know what? It is what it is. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to try it out. You've got your diehards that are going to buy it regardless. And then you've got you've got the ones that are like, let me wait. Let the game come out. Let me see the reviews. Maybe I'll watch a little bit of Twitch, a YouTube, see how the game is, then decide if I'm going to pull the trigger. So I think, you know, at most, because we're talking maybe a $10 increase in price, $10 US. I think, though, the saving grace that they have by upping the price, obviously they want to make more money. Mm. I mean, think about it, guys. If a game sells 10 million copies and the game costs $10 more than what it did before, just think about those margins, right? It's huge. You, you're, it's massive. It's actually massive. And it's pure profit. As long as they are keeping the same level of development, they're not going an extra mile. Because you know they're not, Adam. Let's be real here. Oh, they're, they're they going to do just... up in these prices no. to then put more money into what they're doing. No. They're up in the prices yeah. because they want to make more money. Games are more expensive to make. You know, it's um they they gotta go quicker. They gotta they're cutting corners. This is why they're doing it. Their saving grace is it's universally known that games have been the same price forever in a day. It's kind of like the same thing where I have some tenants. Their rent has been way under rent for fucking years. And I'm talking to the point where if you ask them, hey, how much you pay for rent? They no, almost don't even you. want to tell you <laughs> yeah. how much they pay for rent. It's almost like a dirty little secret. Like, I don't want to message the landlord about small frivolous shit. I'm just going to do it myself because I don't want to poke the hornet's nest, right? Because they, we've got it so good. We've had it so good for so long. The place that we live in is nice. The neighborhood's great. If we try and go anywhere else, we're paying hundreds of dollars more. For a lesser area with lesser space. The video game scene is almost like that. Where we have been in the same money for games since I can remember. It's only recent where we started paying more. Where I, I bought um the, the Nintendo Switch game and I'm like, holy fuck. We're in the triple digits here. So I think universally, because it's been the same for so long... There's going to be a level of understanding from the consumer where they go, you know what? Inflation, everybody's food prices are going up. Gas is going up. Rent and mortgage interest rates are going up. People are getting laid off. The economy goes into a recession. People aren't dumb. Like they can understand why things go up in price, especially when the thing that you've enjoyed for so long hasn't moved in price since you can remember. We're not even talking like, Oh, it's been two years. We're talking like a decade, two decades. I remember being 14 years old and buying my first game with my own money from shoveling uh, snow. And it's the same fucking price <laughs> as what it is, not right now, but just a couple years ago. It's virtually the same. It's virtually the same. 
And money is worth a lot less now than what it was, you know, 20, fuck, 23 years ago. I'm old. So, you know, I think there's a level of understanding. But with that being said, there is also going to be a subgroup of people that realize how bad video games have gotten and the 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 how broken how the 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 lack of of quality has just don't get me wrong these last like year or two we've been spoiled we've gotten some good fucking games it's yeah. been good it's been but pretty good but they're few they're few and far between comparatively far speaking correct and that's the part where i feel like now if these universally go up in price more so than ever brand loyalty and ip loyalty is going to be much it's it, it's going to be the be all end all because if if people can't get be dude spending 150 dollars for a video game that's a third of the console price yes and most gamers, I would imagine, are probably buying two to three video games a year. Maybe two. The average person. I don't know. I'm, ta- I'm talking on my ass. Maybe it's more. But I, I, I think that's probably, probably two. Yeah, in that right? neck of the woods, because yeah. You've, because you've got subscription services. You've got all this other shit. To fit, like physically buy a game. And I'm not talking about the PC lovers that are all about Steam and the Steam sales and the deals and the... You know, I'm talking about your average, the the consensus, like the majority, probably two games a year. That's 300 bucks, not including any of your subscriptions, DLC, fucking, I, we can't, it's a whole nother slew of shit. I think they can pull this off. If games are $89.99, I think they can pull this off, but I think their margin for error is, is tiny. Go, is, is tiny. As in, if Halo comes out and they have another bust, if a fucking uh, Gears of War comes out and they have a bust, if a you know if a Assassin's Creed comes out and it has a bust, it could game be game over. over for these franchises because you're you're now asking for so much more money. That's the great thing about something like Pal World. Hey, thirty bucks, dude. I spend thirty dollars on going to sushi for lunch. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. At, at thirty bucks, I can basically, I could burn thirty dollars, and it doesn't affect my life. And I'm not saying that as like a fucking flex or anything. Most people, most consumers, if thirty dollars went missing from their wallet or their bank account, it's not the end of the world. You know, it's to some it might be. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. You know, I, I understand. Yeah. But, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. You can take that risk. But you burn 120. You can't burn. Dude, as soon as you get more than 50, <laughs> they get $50. There's, I don't know, something psychological just happened. <laughs> it's like there's sub 50 and then there's above 50. Then there's sub 100 and then there's above 100. We are above 100. You can't fuck around and find out. It's the, you know, you can you can have $30 stolen from you. And you can forget about that within a day or two or within an hour, maybe. Have $150 stolen from you? You're going to fucking remember the day you lost $150. And if the problem is the day you lost $150 comes at the backs of Bungie, right? And then they come up with another one. 
and they're like, hey, I want another 150. You go, ho, 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 ho. Ha, fool me once. <laughs> Shame on me, fool me twice. Shame on you if you fool me. Whatever Bill Clinton said or uh, whatever Bush, one of Bush, the Bush. Bush, Bush. Whatever one of them fuck said. So I know I just gave you like a seven minute answer. No, that's good. That's no good. Real answer. It's 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 individual. I just find the, the I I feel like their margin for error. There's a lot of moving dumb. parts. They you know it's it'll be bad time. I mean, and and to 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 that point that you just made, I talked about that yesterday too, because there is a lot of moving parts, but that's why I ask it, because I think it's a fun, it's a fun, you know, thought experiment to see just how, how many different threads, you know, come out of it that eventually build into somebody's purchase decision for a game. Because every, you know, some people, you know, it, it's one thing to just say, oh, well, it's just, they go to the store and they're either going to spend the money or they're not. That's way, if that was, if that was all it was, uh, marketing wouldn't get paid hundreds of thousands right. of dollars a year to do what they do. There's a lot of shit that goes into a decision, a purchasing decision at the end of the day. So, but to speak to that last point there about, uh, about the risk level that then developers take on, because if you're going to charge somebody that much money, the, the margin for will I buy or not buy will get smaller and smaller, Right. Uh, and then obviously the less people buy in your game, and if you're going to continue to say, as they do, that games are getting more and more expensive to make, then you are, you your own margin is smaller and smaller and smaller at right. the same time. And then you get to this point where, where, where we're kind of already there. If a major studio, uh, decides to go out and make a big game because the, the upper, you know, the upper management came in and said, Hey guys. So we need to come up with something. We're pitching some ideas, but just understand that Fortnite exists and we need to be Fortnite. And then everyone goes, uh, uh, fuck. And then they just like start spitting out shit. And then eventually they say something where the board goes, where the board goes, you know what? That sounds like a good idea. You have a 10 year window to make this game and to, and to support it on the back end. Here's half a billion dollars. Go do it. That fails, your development studio closes, you go away. You're done. You got one You're chance. Yep. And I personally think that I personally think that that's fucking insane to me that that management will justify that, but they won't justify making let's say five smaller 100 million dollar games that have a chance at being the next PAL world, where PAL world had a 10 million or whatever dollar budget, and they have sold 12 million copies at $30 a pop. If you make five PAL worlds instead of one fucking $500 million moonshot, let's say Anthem from EA that yep. died on the first day that they spent bajillions yep. of fucking dollars on and almost folded the company, why wouldn't you in your mind as, a, as, a, as an upper management be able to go okay well if i if we're rolling the dice here and we're looking for a game that's going to that's going to make us money we can either go in all in on one and have a tiny tiny fucking window or we can go in on five with the idea that one of those five has a high probability chance of not only making money that then makes sure that the rest of the five could fail and it won't matter because they'll make up the money for the other five and then make money on top of it 
that's way more sustainable and it feels it like is. what gaming used to be like we used to it have was. like what the fuck happened to the b tier or the single well, a tier they don't exist it, 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 all it is adam is is it's the same thing that hollywood goes through right yeah, it's, it's the marvel it's just, syndrome right it's that's it it's more sequels more of the same something works fucking milk it dry squeeze that bitch like fucking take your fucking cock and fucking squeeze the fucking tip out of it get every drop out possible until the shit's numb and don't work no more that's pretty <laughs> much where, that's pretty much where we're at they the the they, they have this like not only do they have to convince shareholders you know the, the other thing is is there's a lot of fucking morons at the top of these these companies that only care about one thing and one thing only profits and, and they were brought they were brought in from outside of the game they don't correct. actually like, like three of them know, game correct. they don't correct. know anything correct and yeah. that that's the issue the issue is is they think that this is the formula and because they have a level of success already they don't want to fuck with the formula they don't want to take half a billion dollars and go make five power worlds. They'd rather take half a billion dollars and say that they're making the next big fucking thing over the next decade and everybody needs to fucking check out what's going on. It needs to be an event. It has to be this big. More money means better, right? Well, no, it doesn't. It doesn't mean better. More money just means you're just going to spend more money on frivolous, dumb shit when you could have made more quality. Now, sometimes you got games like Grand Theft Auto 6 where billions of dollars come into play and they actually make it work and they actually use their time. But these games are in development for over a decade. And I mean, we're talking some next level shit here. They put out one game every fucking five to seven years. That's what you get. This is it. And you, not even from the same IP. Well, we're talking different IPs, so you get in a game like once every fucking half a decade if you're lucky. We're talking once a decade or longer. Which used to be These like five, four years used to be like the, oh my God, this yes. this was a development yes. cycle. Yes. Right? So, now it's like eight so, years. <laughs> yeah, so that's the reason why you don't get these a bunch of these things. It's, 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 this is literally what A24 does. I am obsessed with A24. The 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 um in the movies the in film the, in studio the film, yeah in, yeah, film, yeah. Film studio. everywhere every, take, everything everywhere all at oh, once and all those yes. they take original ideas with very talented people that normally wouldn't get the green light to go and make a Hollywood movie because they only want more Marvel garbage they they don't they they because it's the same syndrome that the gaming industry has they only look at it one way that's it. And it doesn't matter how successful A24 is or how successful POW World is or any of these others indie developments. It doesn't matter because they still look at these guys like they're lesser than, like they got lucky. The thing is, though, somebody like A24, now they're just getting consistent. Now it's just like hit after hit after hit, profit after profit after profit, yet you got Marvel Loss after loss after loss after loss. Then you've got Disney shit after garbage after. I mean, it's just nonstop. You do this enough. Eventually, 
eventually, somebody's going to wake up on the other side and go, okay, maybe we should start fucking switching it up. Problem is, there hasn't been enough indie developers that are making a large commercial splash. They're making enough, but that is not enough to pique the interest of the fucking higher overlords that are up there moving the fucking strings, dictating what the prices of games are and how everything moves around. We need more power worlds in our life. And until that happens, we're just going to keep getting Garbo. This is, this is guaranteed. And, and, and in terms of the garbage thing, just my last thought on this that I, I ended on my discussion on my stream too, was like the concept of, of, of how, how much people are willing to put up with shit in certain way, in, in certain, you know, ways. So for example, um, if you go and buy a car, if you went out in the eighties and you bought a Ford Pinto, you quickly discovered that you did not want to own a Ford Pinto because if you bumped the rear end of it, the motherfucker caught on fire because of the right. position of the, of the gas tank. Now, mm -hmm. that's bad. People aren't going to put up with that. Even though it's a budget, it was a budget car at the time, people aren't going to fucking put up with that shit. They're just not going to buy it, and then that car goes away. However, in gaming, gaming, is not, gaming isn't a necessity in the traditional sense, like a piece of transportation is, depending on where you live. Gaming is, an, is escapism, like movies, yep. books, yep. whatever. And because it's, escape, it's escapism, and because lots of people, especially in the last few years, are more desperate than ever to get, you know, to have escapism from their day-to-day -day lives, they're willing to put up with a lot of shit, especially if they have any tie, as you were mentioning with IP strength, to something from a nostalgia perspective or otherwise. Uh, and it's their, their main way of escaping the world. Go play a game for a while. So when you, get, when you get into that situation, what it means is that it allows for games that wouldn't normally sell shit to sell a lot of copies because yeah. that's all that's there. If everything is shit, nothing comfort is food, shit. Man. It's comfort food, and it's usually most comfort food's garbage. And so when people, when, 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 when you know, a, 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 a producer or something will, will sit up and say, well, you can call this shit, but look at how many game sales we had. And look at how many sales of this one did the year before and, and all this shit, whatever. It's be, and it's because there's no other options. You're winning by default. They're not right. buying your game because your game is good. They're no. buying your game because it's escapism and their options are so limited that they're buying your game. So it's a, it's kind of like um it's it's uh it's it's yeah it it that it's a it's another component to it whereby if everything is shit nothing is shit and so the they also game need to be careful because sorry but they need to yeah, be yeah. careful be, that uh that if they if they raise prices too much people are then gonna start going you know what maybe I should get Game Pass. Maybe I should yeah. go ahead and get this other, you know, this this other thing because at at some point, right? Something's got to give. Something's got to give at some point. Do I think eighty nine ninety nine US is that point? I don't. I don't think that's the point yet. But another one of these hikes on top of this one, if this happens, we're there because we're looking. At, we're we're getting to the point now where one hundred and fifty bucks, my friend, is. A lot of fucking money. Dude, I went to the gas station this morning on the way to the gym. I fucked up big time because yesterday I was like, all right, I should get gas because I know 
It's going to go up. At 7.30 in the morning. Yeah. No, it's not even the money. But at 7.30 in the morning, it's going to be cold as fuck. Oh, it's going to be packed or something. I'm not going to want to get out. Yeah. Right? So I go. I fill up my truck. Right? Cost me a hundred and... What was it today? I think it was like 151 bucks or $152. Bro, every time I pump that bitch now, it hurts. It actually hurts. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of money yeah. on gas. Back in the day when the shit was like half that, it stung, but it was like it was a necessity. It was like, I need this. Now, I start thinking... Do I really want to drive all the way out to this place? Do I really want to drive all the way out to here? It's not because I'm a cheap motherfucker, like, you know, but now it's on my mind. Now it's, I'm thinking about other options when I never thought about other options before. People are going to do the same thing when video games get so expensive. And I believe people today are already there. They're already there today. Should I buy this now or should I wait for the Steam sale? You always hear that now. I'm oh, just yeah. going to wait till Steam sale. Yeah. That shit, that shit will come down in two months. You you have to have a sale. fucking certifiable banger for people yes. to jump on day one now. And yes. I, I, I... My last question, we'll make it a quick answer before we move on to, uh, to movies and TV. Do you think... That, and I guess you could look at this in, in movies as well, to a degree. Collapse is the wrong word. But do you think that there, well, let's use the word recession, but not in an like an economic way, but do you think there's going to be a pullback mm. in AAA gaming and movies because it's no longer sustainable to keep running it up the way that they have been trying to run it up on the backs of one or two successes that happened before, and now they're moonshotting every time. Do you think that's sustainable, or do you think that a clawback has to happen, whether whether they whether they do it intentionally or whether it happens naturally? You talked a bit about indie indie movies like A24 starting to get attention because of consistency. Do you think it's inevitable that there will be a semi-crash, almost not quite like we had in the 80s with games, but similar where AAA gaming just is... It's, they're going for too much and they're asking for yeah. too much and the market can't bear it. Do you think that that could possibly happen or do you think it's too big to fail? Well, I think it's too big to fail, but I, I don't think it's too big to get punched in the mouth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like I think, I think they can bleed. Yeah. Do I think it's going to be killed? No, 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 no. Not the There's death of no the way. industry. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. It's not the death, death of the industry, but I do no. believe that they can get, they can get roughed up in the fight. And, the, the number one way to get their attention is in their wallet. Enough people stop buying these games or enough outrage. I ain't paying $150 for this hot garbage. Fuck you. Eventually, they're going to they're gonna sit down. I mean, the gaming industry as a whole, it's not just the gaming industry, but a lot. People are just getting laid off like crazy, man. There's already blood in the streets. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's, there's a lot of blood, and there'll be more. So... You know, now you want to raise prices. You got less talent, less people working. The only thing that you can do right now is up your quality. Slow the fuck down a bit. Make great games. And then you can set whatever price you want to fucking set. If you're Rockstar right now, you're laughing. If you're Ubisoft, 
You're shitting your pants. <laughs> Ubisoft's been shitting their pants for a hot minute. <laughs> a hot minute You're shitting your pants. There's already a turd in there. I mean, you... It's, and not only that, if all the trip, if the majority of AAA games go up in price, and then you've got like Assassin's Creed that I know I'm picking on Assassin's Creed today. <laughs> it's an easy one, one to pick on. It's generic garbage. It's, and they, okay, and they do roller coasters. Some are bangers, some are. Right? Fuck yeah. Exactly. Let, <laughs> let me switch it up and go with um, um, Far Cry. There you go. Let's go Far Cry. That's also Ubisoft. They're, on, they're in shambles Another right now. <laughs> Same thing. But I'm just going to I'm just gonna switch, switch IPs. <laughs> So you're Ubisoft, and you and 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 you and you've got one of these you know shit tier um uh uh Fallout or whatever the, what is yeah. it Fallout or Fall whatever the fuck it's called yeah Far Cry Far, Far Cry, Cry. Far Cry it. Far Cry and you come out with some hot garbage and you want one hundred and fifty dollars for your Far Cry Nine which is like <laughs> a, a carbon copy of the last one yes same shit literal yes. same games. Literally Assassin's Creed skin. Um, you're fucked. You are fucked. And the thing is, if you go, you know what? Rockstar, Blizzard, um, or Activision, whatever. The ones that make um, the game that you beat there, the D&D game. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, Baldur's Gate 3, uh, Larian, Larian, who are kind of like, they're, they're independent, but they're, they're doing well. Yeah. So let's go with, let's go with some quality games here, right? Yeah. I know I threw Blizzard Activision in there, but you know, let's assume it's still, let's, let's pretend that they're still good. (laughs) So, so they, so you've got these games. Now, if all of them are charging 89.99 US and you are. Um, Ubisoft and you go hey guys we're staying at $79.99 or $69.99 now you don't look like a AAA title anymore just from a money standpoint fuck the game game doesn't matter now you don't even look like you AAA once the precedent gets set there ain't no reverting bro the only ones that can go cheaper are the indies the non-triple-A's, they can fuck around and find out all they want. They want to go $14.99? You want to go $29.99? You want to go $39.99? You want to go $49.99? You want to go $9.99? You want to do a fire sale 50% on Power World next week? Go for it. You do whatever the fuck you want to do. Problem is, Ubisoft, once everybody starts moving up, the pressure's on for you to start making quality games again. Same with you, Blizzard, because people are going to start talking with their money. And you can't leave the price where it was before. Oh, we're not, you know what? It doesn't even matter. Even if you come out and you say, guys, I know it's industry standard now for AAA titles to be $89.99, but we're going against the grain. We're staying right where we're at. Champion us. Yeah. People are going to go, oh, that's great. Problem is, you look like, because your games aren't good, when it comes out, you know why you don't want to charge people? Because your games aren't AAA anymore. Your games are garbage. Which means now you're not even going to fucking sell like you even used to sell before. you got to keep up with the times or you're going to get left behind. So some of these developers, they're going to be shitting their pants. Because if they do not up the quality of the games, they don't have to be longer games. They don't have to be, you know, um, 
They don't have to reinvent the wheel every fucking time you come up with a. They just you people know, just want uh, good games. Just a fucking good game, bro. And they're gonna they're gonna give you the money. So anyway, I digress. It's it's it is something you touched on there. Is that, and it's something to keep in mind is that as a consumer, they will never pass on any savings to you ever. Nope. They they fire thirty percent of their workforce so that they have like way less fucking payroll. You ain't seeing any of that. They they start using artificial intelligence to replace a large portion of like their asset creation department for artists. You ain't, you ain't seeing, seeing that any, sa- that savings. That's going into bonuses. They stop selling physical games so that they don't have to go through all that physical copy production and and everything else, and they're just selling it online. You ain't seeing you a lick of that money. shit. You just say you save zero dollars. Zero. All in that's fact, going directly to their pocket. In fact, some of them are even cheekier with it. Some of them will give you bonus stuff for buying the digital version. Digital deluxe. Over the physical. <laughs> digital deluxe. Here's digital a wallpaper deluxe. pack. What? You're going to give me the soundtrack? Woo! Is that supposed to be my fucking like, yeah, I don't get physical media. <laughs> the soundtrack that I could have listened to on YouTube. <laughs> Man, fuck off, bro. That's true. It's time to move on to. Actually, no, it's not time to move on yet. It's time to do a little the bit of our up. of our own. We're not we're right. not passing any savings on to you. We're passing on our sponsors. Mr. Black, let them know. Well, there's only one. First off, it's patreon.com slash lag TV. Head on over there, throw money at the screen. Uh, number two is NordVPN. If you guys are in the market for a virtual private network, click on our link in the description of this video. If you're listening to this on our RSS feed, you can go to nordvpn.com slash OTT. Promo code should already be automatically applied when you go to that specific link so you can get your savings. When you get a two-year subscription, you get four extra months on top of that, bringing the price down to just a few dollars a month, or as we said earlier, less than half a cup of coffee, half than a grande cinnamon dolce latte a month. It's getting lower. And I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> it is getting lower. I mean, come 2026, we'll be like, it's a it's a sip of coffee. It's less than a sip of coffee from Starbucks. That's how expensive they're getting. But you know what doesn't get more expensive? NordVPN. You know what, you know what does stay uh, at a high discount? That promo code OTT. All right, head on over there, get yourself the subscription, stay safe, stay anonymous on the internet, watch different regions of Netflix and other streaming services at the click of a button, watch region block content, uh, use it on your iPhone, your Android, your Mac, your PC, your laptop, your smart TV. They've got an app virtually for everything. You can stream on these servers, game and stream at the same time. They're safe to use, easy to use. And a 30-day money-back guarantee. Don't like the service for whatever reason. Within 30 days, get a full refund. No questions asked. It's mm. that simple. Head on over there, nordvpn.com slash OTT. Masterfully done, Mr. Black. Thank you. And now it's time for... Movies and TV. Vince McMahon! I'm sure you've seen this as you're you're heavy into the uh, MMA side, so the TKO group would be on your timeline. And so Vince McMahon is out. He's off the board. He's out on the streets. And by streets, I mean in his multi-billion dollar mansion. 
Where he's made so much money that none of this matters anyway, unless he gets put in jail, but he's also like 78 years old, so I just still don't know if it matters all that much. Nevertheless, Vince McMahon is out of the TKO group after a significant new filing from the original woman who had reported his degeneracy, and I'm calling it degeneracy because I'm gonna keep it a buck. It's <laughs> fucking degeneracy. A few years ago, was released via the Wall Street Journal and outlined some completely wild shit. And I say shit literally. Uh, so if you don't know what happened here, uh, a few years ago, uh, Vinnie Mac got called for several, let's call it, let's just stick with degeneracy. He was being a fucking filthy degenerate, and he got called out on it, and it was actually causing problems when he was trying to sell the company, uh, amongst other things. And so what did he do in order to speed that process up? Well, he settled outside of court, and he just paid out some $12 million in hush money, to make all this go away so that the sale of the company could go through and they could move on with all these other things that uh, he was trying to accomplish with the WWE. Fast forward a few years, and the original woman that kickstarted that whole thing back in the day came back out and said, you know what? I actually got a lot more that didn't make it out the first time, and I'm bringing it because the NDA that she signed was under the, uh, you know, during that period of time, the hush money period, was under the pretense that she'd be paid $3 million, of which Vince McMahon paid one and then stopped paying. And so she said, He fucked up. Guess what, That's motherfucker? A <laughs> That's a $2 million fuck up of the century. I mean, bro. I'm happy he didn't because he's a dipshit, but at the same time, bro. Bro, how much million, is this man worth? Man. Yes. <laughs> Bro, you fuck it. Remember when I said I could burn $30 and it'd be like, whatever? He could That's burn that him. too. $2 million is like, dude, it's literally nothing to him. What are yeah. you doing? He Pay fucked up. God, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he fucked up. So this is like a 60 plus page fucking document. I mean, this shit is fucking oh, in depth. Gosh. Uh, I haven't read the whole thing, obviously. That's a lot of reading. Uh, that being said, I've watched a number of of uh, wrestling podcasts and stuff from people who did read the whole thing to see what they were saying about it. And obviously, people that worked with Vince McMahon over the years. Um, you know, and it's interesting to see them talk about, you know, how much, you know, whispers behind the scenes over the years that they heard about. Uh, you know, whether any of this was like seemingly something that was more of something that happened only in the last like 10 years, or was this something that he was involved with 30 years ago? You know, when did, you know, all these things, I was interested in that because Vince McMahon's always had like fucking toilet humor. I mean, if you go back and you watch the WWE attitude era and all this shit, I mean, he had a segment where Kane was fucking a woman's would be corpse. I mean, that's where he went on that one, and then he had to do, like, an interview where he had to defend that fucking scene, and it was just like, what are you doing? You can't defend that, bro. Be serious. Come on. So, this man already, he already had, like, some, some interesting humor, which typically means that he had a, you know, he was a little fa playing it fast and loose, possibly in other uh, avenues in life, and apparently that's what it was, you know, happening. Uh, so, the... The document outlines a ton of stuff. It has it has text messages in there that are fucking wild. It's got it, it unfortunately for some other guys implicates a couple of other people, including what appears to be uh, a an implication for uh, for Brock Lesnar that he definitely didn't want to have <laughs> in this whole thing. Uh, that that's going to be I don't Brock know how it's going to play. Why didn't you pay the two million, bro? Why didn't you pay the two, the extra two million? Why do you have you pay to pay somebody off and not pay them off? How do you do that? 
How do you like, get a, how do you? How you do make you the men, mental calculation. I've got a $5 billion deal coming. And in order for me to make sure this goes through and then we get through the rest of like the 10 years of my life before I'm in the ground uh, and make sure that my legacy and my father and grandfather's legacies aren't completely fucking massacred uh, because I'm a degenerate. I just need to spend $2 million. And all of this is protected and nobody needs to know just how much of a fucking degenerate I am. And he's like, ah, fuck that shit. <laughs> so, so in this, it outlines a, a, a part in which he uh, and one other individual were forcefully restraining this woman. And at some point, uh, Vince shit on her head. And what? then she was forced to continue to perform for the other guy for like another hour and a half with Vince's shit on her head. Okay. This is some weird shit, man. When I said shit, literally, I meant it. Wow. Uh, so there's, uh, there's all sorts of stuff. But you know what? The, the reason why his house got like raided and stuff, remember that when that happened, like he, like the, yeah. like the government was investigating this guy and everything else. It's because, and this language comes back up again. They're using the word trafficked in here. And the moment you start talking about human trafficking, the government pays attention. <laughs> and so uh, that's back up here again. So this seems like it's going to be the only the start of something. Maybe this case that she's brought back up is still, I think, was civil. So it can still be settled. It's gonna not. It's gonna be a lot more than two million if he settles this time oh, around. Oh, bro, bro, he's gonna settle, and she's going to walk away with all the money. Oh, oh, oh. you know what? Money. At this point, she's got a million dollars and all this other shit, and it's. Uh, do you think there's a small chance? No, we know that she's gonna ask for a lot of money. Obviously, if they're gonna settle, do you think there's a small chance that because he did her so dirty? Even though no, she was willing to walk away, that she's going to go fucking full ham and just try to dismantle him, like, from top to bottom? I think the damage is done now. That's true. The damage is done. She's already well, dismantled other, other than it's him being in jail. Paid. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, you know, it's whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if, if, if this stuff is true, go to, like, EO. You yeah. should be in prison. I mean, yeah. he's literally trafficking people. Do not pass um, go. Do not collect $200. You know. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, it's at the point now where his... His legacy is gone. Like, I mean, it's over. I mean, when you pay people off like that and you don't pay them, you don't even pay them. And then they come out and they just, they put all this out. And now you've got all these other wrestlers and retired people all talking about some of the shit that they've seen and it's starting to make sense. And it's all, bro, she's done her damage. Now all she needs to do is get as much money as she can out of that dipshit for what he put her through. And then, and then spend let it on therapy else and let everybody else fucking tarnish him down. You know what I mean? Walk away. You know, and oh, try the, and, you know, the Molotov has been thrown. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, wild and, and crazy immediately stepped down like 24 hours after immediately well, gone. He got, he immediately got fired. He was, yes. they were like, uh, bro, you're gone. If you don't step down right now, you're gone. We just signed a $5 billion deal with Netflix you're leaving. Bye. See you. Yep. And he was like, yep, I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, you are. 
That's it. And of course, The Rock is now on board with them, right? Bro, so, uh, and The Rock is sit, must be sitting there going, you've oh, got to be fucking kidding me. Oh my, yeah, The Rock's going, oh my God. Because really? you know, he's going to be the face that saves it, right? Like, he's going to be the what they lean on. Like, TKO is going to lean on The Rock to play yeah. public face, the baby face. Of course. To save all this shit. I think I think The Rock is going to end up being a Dana White of the WWE. I think he won't. I don't think he's going to be as active, obviously, because he's a fucking, you know. But I I think you're going to see him be the one doing a lot of the talking, being in the public face, and uh, him and Triple H, you know. Yeah, I think yeah. they're going to work in tandem. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. But wild, wild shit, literally and figuratively. Uh, and, and it makes you wonder, this is one girl. He paid out 12 oh. million. So right. it was supposed to pay out 12 million. So like how many, and does this unravel like the whole fucking, because NDAs don't protect you against illegal activity. So That's like right. you, you can't, like if they all signed NDAs, but they they all have shit that he did illegally. This could get his 12 million going to balloon. <laughs> Well, real quick right so if he's, he's got a quick if he got to spend a you know a quick hundred million he's gonna do it what do you think just to, before we move on what's your ballpark on what this payout's gonna be at the end when this all is said and done what's the, if they do settle if all this settles what do you think is gonna cost him i think she'll probably get another seven eight million i think she'll probably get that i think i think there's gonna be a lot more people that are gonna come up if this stuff is true right yeah i don't know Right, because I mean, know, my like, God, I mean to bring to bring this back up after you've already done it once, you have yeah. to imagine it's true. Like you, like yeah. that's a lot of. I mean, you're going up against a billionaire. So if you're going to yeah. go up against a billionaire that's gotten away with this shit, yeah. you better have your 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 eyes dotted, yeah. your T's crossed, <laughs> fucking ready to rumble. Yeah. Exactly. You need to have her yeah. proof because you're just not going to win the fight without it, right? Because you yeah. just got too much money and power. But um, you know, do 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 I think he do I think he's capable of of doing some weird dumb shit like this from seeing who he is, the industry he's in, the absolutely I can. Yeah. Uh, has he done it? I don't know. Right. That that that's 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 for, for the, the court, court to decide. decide. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, do I believe this lady? I do. I I do at face value. Yeah. Um, but you know, they have to the the burden of the the burden of them is to prove. Yeah. What happened happened, but I didn't read any things. I don't know. I don't know, but it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. It's, yeah, it's fucking nutty. I mean, you remember how the WWE used to be in the attitude era, man? Some wild oh. shit, wild shit, bro. Oh, wild shit, wild shit. So and he defended it all in a million different interviews and like his playboy not, interview yeah. was fucking weird. And like, so like there, you know, would I it surprise imagine. me? I can't imagine what was actually going on. And, and, Dude, it's a bunch of people roided up. Oh, yeah. Traveling the country, going from town to town in a rough industry. Yeah. Full of drugs and alcohol. Exactly. Like just of excess. Yes. Right. Just egos fucking. Uh, I mean, dude. I, and we've, I and we've already I, and we've already discovered that, as it turns out, really wealthy people have this habit of being into some really crazy shit. It's like they get bored. Yeah. <laughs> after a while and they then it's just bored. like they're chasing like, the dragon and now it's it. like now i need this i need to like basically fucking get into this crazy side of and things to get my my rocks off and fucking yep. hell as soon dude as, you, as soon as you venture out from missionary porno and you start going in you go down the rabbit hole oh you know what let me try this thing oh whoa this is different this gets the dick <laughs> extra hard i don't know what's going on with this 
Now you try to go back, watch missionary, regular ass, born ass porn. Dick can't even get hurt. Fucks you right Dick up. Dick can't even get hurt. Before you know it, you're so you shitting start- on your intern's head. That's it. Sometimes you, you do what you got to do. I mean, just preferably on with somebody that wants you, you know to shit the, on their head. You know what the craziest part about Not, that is, unfortunately? You don't force people to do this shit. Is that the That's timeline crazy. for this? The timeline for this is like only three years ago or two years That's ago. That's crazy. Which means he was like 74. That's crazy. <laughs> That's so sick, dude. That's so gross. That's fucking nasty, man. No, thank you. Fucking hell. That is fucking nasty, bro. Absolutely wild. But yeah, we'll have to. We'll wait and see. We'll see what uh, what comes out of uh, of this whole situation. But we'll have to wait and see what that is. Uh, Pharrell Williams has decided it's about time he does a biopic on his life. And apparently he's decided that he's going to do it using Lego. So he's partnered with Lego. Uh, they're going to do a, uh, they're going to do the whole thing, I, I guess, in Lego style for this biopic. Why? I don't know. It's Pharrell Williams. He's a bit of an artsy guy. I guess he just decided, fuck it, Lego. Uh, and then it's set to be directed by Morgan Neville, who is the guy who headed up the docs for Mr. Rogers and Anthony Bourdain, among others. So it's a, a well-known and respected uh, documentary filmmaker. And so uh, it's, I mean, it's, Sounds like it will be interesting. I don't know if I personally am invested enough in Pharrell Williams to watch it, but you know what? Fuck it. Lego. Why not? What is Pharrell Williams? What is he doing? Is he producing now? Is he like exclusive producing or what the fuck is Pharrell Williams doing? I don't, I don't follow Pharrell Williams. I honestly haven't heard his name until today when I read that. I haven't, I can't remember the last time I heard Pharrell Williams name. I'm sure he's still doing some shit, you know? Yeah. It's Pharrell. Yeah. That's true. Talented guy. For sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, and lastly, someone had a... This is my description of this. Someone had a dream, probably in... This is on acid. Uh, someone had a dream about combining Inglorious Bastards with the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, it seems, as the Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare got a trailer this week, showing the headlining Henry Cavill in some sort of fucking mad lad role that kind of sort of resembles the, uh, you know, uh, Brad Pitt's character from... Inglorious Bastards. It basically looks like a shitty knockoff of Inglorious Bastards. Okay. Well, there's only one Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. So, Godspeed. And there's only one Brad Pitt. (laughs) That too. I'm fucked with Henry Cavill. I like Henry Cavill, but... I do. I don't, I don't know about this. Know. It just it just yeah, sounds bad. Like what the league of of the the fucking no not the league sorry the ministry of ungentlemanly warfare. Yeah, Fuck dumb. me, dude. What well, what do you do when you go to the theater and you're like if you're not buying it at a kiosk you're like you know, you know sometimes you buy your popcorn and drink and your tickets all at the same time. Yep. You go up there I'll take two tickets for uh what's the name of it the uh the uh the uh, uh, the uh, ministry uh, of uh, uh, uh uh, and then they gotta sit there and they gotta like they, gotta, they you know the employee doesn't know either so they turn around at the board of a gen- gentle, uh, of a gen- oh, gentle uh, the the ministry of un- ungentlemanly warfare the Henry Cavill movie yeah that's the one give me that one I'm gonna keep it a buck I had no idea ungentlemanly 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 is even a word it is it's to, to do something un- in an ungentlemanly like fashion oh okay okay. The opposite of a gentleman. They could, they could, in other they words, have just said like, "Hey, you're just not a gentleman." Inglorious bastards. 
There <laughs> you go. I mean, fucking who knows? Maybe this turns out to be a certified banger. I don't know. But when I read the title, I went, bro, what the fuck is this hybrid kind of weird? Nah. Nah, it ain't it. And that's all I've got, unless you've got some other movie and TV news that no. popped up. No. I haven't, uh, uh, I haven't watched really fucking anything, man. I've just yeah, been, been streaming been, so much. You've been RP then, uh, deep. Yeah. My free time is limited. Um, still playing some um, Luigi's Mansion. And, oh, right. Uh, How's that going? You know, it's not bad. It's not yeah. bad. It's good. It's fun. Um, but yeah, we haven't we haven't really watched anything. I'm going to watch the um, I'm going to watch the Jason Statham movie, The Beekeeper in the next couple right. of days. Yeah. And I'm also going to watch the Godzilla minus one. Minus one. Because I hear that thing's incredible. So, yep. I'm gonna try and watch both of those over this next week. So we'll okay, have we'll have next week. we'll have that next week. Very good. Yeah. Um. All right, now it's time for tech support. Patreon.com slash Lag TV is the place to go if you want to financially support the podcast and, of course, the StarCraft content now as well gets uh, kind of shoehorned into that mix. Uh, and so, if you want to go on, go on over there, five dollars or more a month gets you a couple of perks. But pre, you know, chiefly, we're gonna be keeping it honest with you. Chiefly, you get to ask us questions each and every week here on uh, the segment we call Tech Support. I put up a post on the Patreon page before the podcast each week called Tech Support, and then the week number of the podcast that you can click on and uh, ask us your questions in the comments, and we give you answers in the time that we have. Let's see what we got this week. Uh, David says, my students are arguing about getting 0.5 mark differences on an assignment that is out of 93. I mean, I, I act surprised, but I definitely, when we were in school, I definitely knew people that were arguing for 0.5, a 100%. What's the thing that you've fought the most hard for that ultimately led to little return on investment? That's a good spin out, right? Yeah, like uh, 0.5. <laughs> definitely not, definitely not anything schooling related. You never, you never did one of those? Like, maybe you were like right on the pass-fail line and you were like, please, like, let me, I know, like, fucking just fighting sure for that. I'm sure happened, but I don't, I just don't remember it. Yeah, I just don't remember it. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I actually don't even. I don't even have an answer for this question. Oh, well, it doesn't have to be school related. I think it's just like, what did you do that? Like, what did you? Because the ultimate question is like, what have you fought the hardest for that ultimately led to like little or no return on investment? Meaning, like, you didn't get a lot for how much you put in. Um. I would say, man, that's crazy. Cause I usually, I, I kind of just go, um, I don't know. You answer first. Let me think. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking I had something um, that left my mind. Um, uh, Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll say I, this. I'll say this. So my first job at my first job that I had um, outside of university, I, um, you know, was, I was young and I was you know, the go getter and, you know, wanted to like, you know, uh, impress the, you know, impress my first, you know, boss or whatever. And so I, I, um, I put all this effort into a, uh, they didn't have a, a method because it was a very old system. 
and they didn't have a method of tracking um, the uh, online orders in a way that allowed them to know what was performing really well and what was not performing well and what to maybe push harder on the site and what not to push. Uh, and especially because they were changing websites at the time, we were uh, deciding how to populate the new site with with product because there's like ten, like over ten thousand products, and so you want to decide what to put on the site first that's going to sell while you're still putting the rest of these products up because we it's going to take a long time. And so I I, I sat down and said, well, I'm going to come up with a. You know, I wasn't asked to do it, but I, I sat down and came up with a solution. I did an Excel. Uh, a big this a big Excel spreadsheet situation that had a bunch of you know the usual bullshit Excel stuff to be able to determine what was selling you know a week over week what was popular on the site because I was heading up the site sales uh, and so we could we could distill all this information into what are we going to populate the new site with first and go through this whole song and dance and I spent I don't know like a week on this in my off time when I, I was still at work, I wasn't doing it at home, but like when I finished all my other work, I was doing that, um, to, uh, to finish this whole thing. And then at the next meeting, the other, uh, like the Monday meeting where everyone gets down, you know, sits down and, uh, you know, goes over everything. Uh, I brought this, brought it up to the meeting, you know, the president was there. Uh, and, uh, and after all that work and everything, and I gave the, gave the pitch as to what I was doing and why we should be going with these products first. Cause they're the ones that are selling most recently. And they're the ones that will continue to sell, you know, as we populate the site, et cetera, et cetera, had all my numbers and everything. So you could see raw numbers. Cause you know, you got to make it simple bullet point, no fucking confusing shit. This makes this much money. This makes this much money done for kind of thing. And, uh, and he looked at, it, he said, great. Just put all the earrings up. And I looked at the chart and there was not a single earring on the entire chart. Not one fucking earring. And I said, alright, but, um, we haven't sold <laughs> an earring in, like, two months out of the list that you want. It was like, yeah, just put all the earrings up. That's what, I think that's, I think that's the best idea. And I was just, like, sitting there, and I'm thinking, I, and it was my first time, that was the your first job, first whatever, and I realized, don't put more effort in. Don't, don't do it. To. Just do exactly what you're asked. Gen Z's got it. My contract says nine to five. Don't ask me to come in for a meeting at eight. It's not going to happen. My life outside of work is more important than that extra hour. I'm not putting in more. You, you ask me to do something. It's on company time. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do a good job. But I'm not going the extra goddamn mile because it's not rewarded. They just fucking, yep. they just, they just ignore that shit. And that's the way. So that was my lesson. So that was my least return on investment was I thought I'd take all this time. I thought I'd be, I thought I'd maybe, you know, get, a little bit of credit for it, whatever, or something, you know, something to maybe even work towards. I was trying to convert it to a permanent position out of a contract. So I was trying to do that kind of stuff. Nah, nothing. Got to the time. Sent me on my way and that was the show. Not a goddamn thing on the other side. So yeah, that was probably, I would say my best, uh, my, my best example. Uh, for me, I would just say university, man. I mean, I, I invested a lot of time to go there. I graduated high school, went back to high school to upgrade my, my, a couple of courses so that I could get a scholarship, did that, went to university and absolutely hated it and, uh, ended up dropping out and basically wasted an entire year, uh, just being a fucking dipshit. So the return on not only my money, but my time, my vision, everything just out the window. Look at me now. I'm a fucking gamer. <laughs> Look at me now. 
don't know. Maybe uh, that was a good investment. Who knows? Oh, maybe. Oh, I guess. Like, well, you know, on the. Uh, I guess maybe like the 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 lowest common denominator there for you would be like you you know you learned that it wasn't for you. Yeah. And if you didn't do it, you would have never have known if it was or not. Right. So at least you got that out of it. And and at least you decided that before you did all four years. Oh, that would have been. Yeah. 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 Uh, Volkus asks memorable traffic accident that you have seen since he said he's asking this since he's now trapped at work by one of these accidents. Dude, the most memorable one for me. Is one Probably that the one in. that you were in. It was the fuck. Was it the one that was like in the middle of the road on the 103? The fucking like refrigerator or some not a refrigerator. Uh, well, yes. Well, no, no. There's okay. Well, yes, no. Okay. The, the actually the, the one that for me it was there was no real, there was no real major damage and nobody was hurt. Thank God. Yeah. Okay. But when I had the issues with my car and they took the car back and we had that big fiasco that happened. When I went to go get the car again after three weeks of not having it, on my way home, the first red light from the dealership, I pull up to the red light. Literally, if I look in my rear view, I can still see the dealership. A guy in a town car in a a taxi nails me from behind, just rear-ends me at a red light. I remember that. Coming home from picking up my new car that I had just got back. So I pull over and I ask the guy, like, what the fuck? Right? And and his rebuttal was, sorry, I was too busy admiring your car. He couldn't have chose anything else there. Like that, like he well, couldn't I at least he was so honest. <laughs> I was so mad, it was insane. Thank God that uh, you know, I was filming YouTube content because I'm not sure. I probably I I probably would have said some pretty foul shit. Uh, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm not one to pick fights or anything like that. I typically stay away from that stuff, but I was words would have been, yeah, exchanged. I was so, yeah, that was, that, that was probably my most memorable accident because it was so ridiculous. It's not every day you go and pick up your brand new car, especially after all the stuff that I've been through. I just get it back. I leave the parking lot. Within 30 seconds, I'm rear-ended <laughs> at a red light. <laughs> and I got rear-ended so bad, I almost rear-ended the car in front of me. Oh. God. Yeah. Which is why they tell you to, you know, keep a certain distance. Keep a distance, yeah. Yeah, otherwise otherwise, the back of your car isn't the only part that's fucked up. Now you fucked up and the front of your car. To- and I had like a little bit of whiplash because you're just not expecting it, man. I'm like, I'm sitting there. I'm like looking around the car. I'm just like chilling. Boom. Just like out of nowhere. It's like, what the fuck? That's what Thought happens. that shit the next few days. I was like, oh my goodness. And whiplash could be bad. Like whiplash could take a long time. People go to court over whiplash and shit. Like, that, like this, that's like, it could be pretty substantial. I don't know for me personally, like I've, I've seen a, a number of, a number of them. I'm going to say, I didn't get to see it happen, but I'm going to say the strangest thing that I saw, and it didn't even necessarily stop traffic per se, but it's definitely the weirdest accident-related, vehicle accident-related thing I can think of, is that when I was in university, um, uh, you know, it was the winter time, and we had a lot of snow that year, and the parking lot was, you know, when you when you get, some of us, we have winters here where we just have, like, an insane amount of snow, and it stays cold, so the, the snow doesn't go anywhere. And the the hills and parking lots just get fucking, like, 
bigger and bigger and bigger, and soon you've got like a fucking 20-foot fucking snowbank in a parking lot. I don't know how it happened, because again, I didn't see it happen. But at some point, somebody managed to get their car stuck up on top of one of the fucking snow hills, and then, but it was like on the slope of the snow hill in the backside parking lot, and when in the morning, like after the next snowfall, when a plow came along, and it pushed more up on top, it fucking buried the car on top of the fucking, on top of the snow hill. So this car up on this 20-foot fucking stuff, and all you could see was the nose sticking out of the fucking thing. And I always wondered, I was like... What the plow do? Was the plow guy like, yeah, fuck it, pack it in? No, like, no, so like the, you know, a parking lot, and then the main road, and the snow bank was like this, uh, uh, towards Uh, the parking lot, so he didn't see... He couldn't see it, yeah, okay. And then it got buried from that side, and then you just saw this car, and I I looked, I remember when I went to park and I I did a double take. I was driving through the parking park and went. What I did a double take. Is that? Like, what the fuck is the car doing in the snow? But so that was probably the strangest thing. It's probably the strangest thing I've seen. That was a fucking weird one. I wish I saw it happen in real time. I don't know if it was like a prank, like somebody just like fucked around, you know, fucked around with somebody, just drove the, drove the car on the fucking snow hill or something. Uh, but whatever it was, it was probably alcohol. I mean, let's be honest. On a university campus, somebody was fucking thrashed. Put the car up on top of a snowbank. Um, let's see. Uh, Yano asks if you had the power to fix a potentially awesome game to not be a a, a shit game that unfortunately it became. Which game would it be? So, is there a game that came out that you would like to have saved? Uh, because it, it was, you know, shit, and so it just bombed. Is there a bombed game that you would have liked to have, like, stepped in, and if you had the power to just snap your fingers, like, this is now mm. a good game? Ooh. You know what? I'm uh, gonna reach, I'm gonna reach in a little bit. It's not full shit. I'm gonna say Halo Infinite. Alright, it's good one. Halo was right there. Like, right there. Infinite, I mean, think of how many people were playing it. Tens of millions, it was fucking insane. Everyone was calling it the resurgence, but they didn't realize yet that there was nothing coming. There was nothing behind it. They didn't have anything to back it up. And then there's the whole, and then everyone found out the story about how they got to that point, and how 343 Industry has just been fucking idiots for their, or their management has been fucking idiots forever. They're, they're completely removed now, like there's a whole different group of people there now. But just idiots. And so, like, they had that, we talked about before, Battlefield was shit that year. Literally yeah. died. And Call yeah. of Duty died. That never happens. Like, like, there's just, like, everything lined up, and everyone was ready for Halo, and then, unfortunately, they weren't ready for the opportunity because they had already fucking lost before they hit the, uh, before they yeah. hit the streets. And so I would say that one as a, as a, as a recent example is probably, probably one that I would, uh, I would list. Damn. Oh boy. Um You know what? I'm going to say I'm going to say Overwatch 2. Oh. Yeah, and I think the there's is, yeah, I, I get the that. Thing is, is it's not that over like oh, like I really like the concept of Overwatch. It's a yeah. fun game. It really yes. is. Overwatch 2 yes. is actually fun. I think Yes. I actually think Overwatch 2 is better a game experience than Overwatch 1 was. Maybe it's because I hadn't played Overwatch 1 in so long. Um, 
But I just feel like there's little to no innovation at all in the second one, and it really didn't move the needle all that much for the game. And I think that um, it's like it's like it's one of those Blizzard games that like I kind of root that I, I kind of rooting for silently, but it just continues to just not do what it should do. So I you know, and and I'm also picking that because. I can't really think of any other games right now off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. But I think like Overwatch Two, it it's got so much. It had so much potential, and it's not a dead game. But it's not like it's it's not it's not a it's not what it's not what it's it not what it should be. It feels it, it like should it should be. be. That's it the worst part about it yeah. that pisses me off. Yeah, it makes me angry. It's not that Correct. I think the game is shit. It's that I feel like it should be the top of the fucking food chain, yeah. basically. Like, it yeah. feels like it should be. Yeah. And they, it, yeah. there's just some... And you know what? I bet you people working on it feel the same way. They're probably going to the office going, What the fuck are we somehow missing here? What is this X-Factor yeah. bullshit that we're missing that we have fallen to where we are? And how can we get that back? It's probably the like the toughest question that Blizzard yeah. has in front of them right now for any of their games, for sure. So I get that choice, for sure. Zonix says, uh, the McRib is back in Canada. That's true, I saw the billboard yesterday for the first time. We got the McRib back in Canada, but only for a limited time, as usual. Uh, my, I don't even know, is the McRib even even real meat in Canada? I don't Like, is it real rib meat? I have meat? no idea. I ain't risking it. <laughs> what, would your fa- what was your favorite limited time food that can you can no longer find? Oh, dude, it's it's from McDonald's. Okay, and it is the uh, the creamsicle um, milkshakes. The oh, right, they did shake. the orange. They, they did that for a dude, while. That shit was so fucking good. It's insane. <laughs> it's insane. Like what a fucking delicious treat that was. I would go to McDonald's at like ten o'clock at night, and I would just get one, and I'd and I'd always get like an extra large, like the biggest one. But I'd only drink like 25% of it because if I drank anymore, <laughs> I would die. just be pissing out my ass. <laughs> yeah. And I, it would be the worst experience ever. And I always got cramps and I always had the shits. Like either later that day if I had them early in the day or first thing in the morning after having one. But it tastes so good that I had no <laughs> choice. So like low key, happy it's not here anymore. But low, but high key, kind of sad it's not too. Yeah, that's fair. Man, that's a good question. I know that um man. I'll I'll say I guess I've got I guess I've got like um one that that isn't anymore but it used to be. But I'll mention it and then I'll mention another one cuz I don't really I don't like I don't know if I have any anything else really off the top of my head. But I remember when Vanilla Coke first came out and I was obsessed. Mm. And then Delicious. vanilla Coke went away for a long mm. while, and now it's yes. back, and it's just a normal thing that you can find. It's you know, it's not as prevalent, but you it's can not. find it if you want. You, yes. you have to you have to go looking for it. You have to look for it, yeah. But you can find it. But when vanilla Coke first dropped, dude, I was that was crack oh. cocaine. I couldn't stop it. I was asking mom to pick me up one on the way home from wherever she was. Like I just it's constantly just needed to. It was and and it's the first. It's the first like five or six sips you have from it. That oh. is just like bliss. Yes. It's so fucking good. Yes. It's so good. 
And so, you know what I haven't done yet, I want to do, is I haven't made a rum and coke using vanilla coke, and I bet you it's fucking, oh, fucking fire. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man, I'd be an alcoholic. Yeah, so yeah, good. pretty much. So, like, that is probably one, even though it's not, not, like, it doesn't fit the criteria perfectly. And then, other than that, um, I can't, I can't necessarily name them off the top of my head, but there are, there are, um, there are donuts that... Tim Hortons doesn't make anymore that they used to make that I used to really enjoy having. They brought some back recently, actually, like some of the, cl- the classic donuts, like the Walnut Crunch and some stuff. They're doing a limited run of that that stuff. But I'm just going to say it's not necessarily that they're not available anymore, but I miss when Tim Hortons still did most of their donut making in shop and not oh, yeah. have them be like what they do now. Uh, yeah, yeah. Outsourced almost. <laughs> like Because it's... Like it's it, it, from like... Yeah. It tastes so much different and it's so yeah. wor- so much worse than it was growing up. Yeah. It's it's actually fucking insane. So I'll, I'll use those two as examples, but I've never, you know what? I honestly, I don't think I've ever had a McRib. I'm not going to start, but I don't think I've ever had one. Have you? Have you had a McRib? I think I, I, think I have many, 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 many years ago. Like yeah. when I was a teenager, I think I may have had one. Oh, dude, speaking of McDonald's, before I move on to the next question, M, M likes McDonald's, some stuff on the McDonald's menu when she's like stressed from work. She just wants to have like, that's like her thing, little McDonald's thing. And so we did this the other day and she's like, well, you just get something. We'll save the, we had leftover dinner. She's like, we'll just use it tomorrow for lunch or dinner or whatever. I was like, I was like, man, I don't fucking eat McDonald's like ever, but okay, fine, whatever. And so she's like, why don't you just get like a, a, a double cheeseburger? Something easy. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Okay. So I got a double cheeseburger and fries, whatever drink. And they hand me the bag. uh, Because she ordered a double cheeseburger as well and fries, whatever drink. They hand me the bag. And I'm expecting a certain heft. And they hand me the bag and I was like... (laughs) This feels light! Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I took the bag and I, we try, you know, we start driving away or whatever, and I hand the bag to him. She opens the bag, and I'm half expecting in my mind, I'm like, did they forget some shit or whatever? Like, you know, did they fuck the order up? No, nah, it's all there. She hands me the double cheeseburger. Oh, dude, it's the size of the palm of your hand. It is literally now. I got big hands, but like it was actually just like yeah. it fits in the palm of my hand. Yeah. And I'm thinking, now, I know it's been a hot minute since I've ate one of these bitches, but there is no shot. That is yep. the size of the burger I ate when I was uh, when I was a fucking, like, kid. There's no, no way. Not. No, it's not, dude. It, it They've gotten smaller, the garbage. My son can eat them cheeseburgers like they're nothing, right? He's four. What is I could eat six. I could eat six double cheeseburgers. Dude, dude, if you're getting a burger from McDonald's, you, you either have to get a quarter pounder or a Big Mac before it feels like you're actually eating a burger. Like, dude, I never eat McDonald's anymore. It's like, it's so rare. It's so rare. It's so rare. It's fucked up, Fuck man. McDonald's. I fucked yeah. up and the prices went up and I'm like, Jesus, oh, dude, she ordered a McChicken the other day. And I, I, we had the McChicken, it was a small, but like the breaded McChicken, it, it was like yeah. the hockey puck breaded, like a chicken that you got at like a, 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 high, a high school, like fucking cafeteria. And then one piece of like, Iceberg lettuce, or like a yeah. little sprinkle of iceberg, and and one one knife Squirt of mayo, of mayo. Yeah. and that's the sandwich for like seven fucking dollars. And I was like, what are, what how? 
Talk yeah. about the price of video games being weird. Who the fuck is buying a $7 McChicken? What are we Apparently doing? a lot of people. Apparently a lot of people. It's crazy. crazy. Uh, <laughs> Jackie asks, you two just got an invitation to go to space and stay at the International Space Station for free. Would you do it? If yes, no. how long do you think you could stay up there for? Bonus follow-up, no. what do you look forward uh, in doing mo or doing most in space? No, it's a big no for me, dog. If if I was like old, you know, give me Nothing like if, to I'm live for. if I'm seventy plus, I'm gone. I'll do it. Right now, no, man, you can't be taking those types of risks. Like I'm sorry, <laughs> I you ain't strapping me. I got too many dependents. You ain't strapping me to a fucking rocket and shooting me into space. I don't care if the ride's free. It would be an amazing experience. Don't get me wrong. It's not that I do it out of fear for going to space, but it would be like, dude, I can actually die doing this. Like, it, and like, this ain't, you know, this ain't taking a drive, you know, down the road. No. no, yeah, I mean, I, dude, I sold my motorcycle when my son was born. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, if I'm yeah. selling a motorcycle. I, you know I ain't getting on a rocket ship and going so, to fucking going. Let me you know, let me ask let me ask this: if there if you knew there was no risk involved, do you think you'd do it? Yeah. And how long do you think you'd last at the space station if you could go without risks of like on the way there and back? I think I could. I think I could do three days, three to yeah. five days. Yeah, I think that's about yeah. where I would do. Probably three to five yeah. days would be like about where I'd start to be like, all right, I need to. I'm ready to go back to I'm ready Earth, to go yeah. back to Earth now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but if no, there's no risk. If there's no risk and it's like guaranteed. Yeah. I can go there. Sure. It's the yeah. same thing. It's the same thing with like going down to see the Titanic. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If there is no risk, none, it's like 100%. There isn't a fucking chance. You know, I, I think I could, I think I, you know, it would take some, some courage for sure. I think that the underwater thing would be far less appealing. Worse. Yeah, and then you know, just there's something about complete pitch darkness, and the I think it'd just be more fun to go into space, yeah, on a rocket than it would be to slowly go down, uh, into the bottom of the ocean. But um, yeah, I could do three days. I think three days would be like a good time in space. Yeah. What else are I you gonna do in space? Well, I mean, I think well, like, like trying to like test things out, right? Because stuff in no gravity, like what you know, what are you gonna do? I think all that stuff's already been done on video, like everything that you could think of. We've already, like, you know, we've done that stuff that I would be able to think of anyway. But, uh, yeah, I think it'd be kind of cool. I, I would be down for, uh, also, if it was low risk, even just doing what they've been doing with, the, you know, the, all the billionaires sending people to, like, low yeah. orbit. Um, yeah. You know, that would be that would be a, a very cool experience as well for, for similar reasons. And you don't have to be there for five days. Um, we've done that a couple times. Um, Jubinator, what race does Jeff plan on playing uh, in Stormgate? Yeah. And Adam, are you going to play any of the four game modes in it? I don't know. I don't know what race I'm going to play yet. Haven't landed I on haven't anything played, yet. I haven't played uh, two of the races. I've only ever played with the Vanguard. That's it. Um, I know that there are new, actually when I, when I had to get up earlier, my credit card for the, this is twice now. First was with the desk that I ordered. Now it's with this. Oh no, it wasn't with the desk. It was with Twitter. Cause like I had the blue check mark. 
Right. And I pay pay yearly. It's like 120 bucks a year or something. And um, so they they cut my credit card off because they're like, oh, did you do this? And then I called them. I'm like, yes, this is what I, th- uh, yes, it was me. Like, okay. So they unblock my card and they allow me to do the transaction. The Kickstarter just finished for Stormgate. They went to go charge my credit card for the pledge I did and they blocked my credit card again. So they're like, you know, call us. So that's why I had to get up and call them like, guys, every time I use my credit card here, because it's my company credit card. And they're and 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 I'm like, guys, I barely use this credit card. The times I use this credit card, I want a shit to go through because now I've got to go back. I've got to redo the 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 thing. I got to call you. I got to sit on on hold, wait for you guys to do this. Shit. It's ridiculous. It's I don't even know how I got there. M's but. well, yeah, M's M has one of her credit like her only credit card is like that, where they just constantly block her it's, her shit like, all what the are time. You doing? Yeah, it's like why? Like, but I appreciate that you're trying to you know. You know, stop fraud and whatnot, but like, there's a you know, f- come on, you don't need to block my card buying groceries. Like, what Seriously. the fuck are you like? What the fuck are you doing? Uh, as for the question for me, uh, do you plan on playing any of the four game modes in it? I don't know, man. I, honestly, like, I was never an RTS guy to begin with. I'm probably gonna play around with it a little bit, but uh, you know, it's not gonna be a game that you're gonna see me play for fucking like eight hours a day or or some shit. It is. A, it is a lot. It is a lot like Frozen Throne, man. Yeah, so lot. like it's much more a Frozen Throne than it is Starcraft. I think you're gonna like this one. I think yeah. you're gonna enjoy playing this one more than you did Starcraft. Oh, oh, oh I, I, I do believe that's probably the case. But like, I'm also not playing Warcraft right now when I could be. So it's just like, you know, it's 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 just that the genre itself is not something that has held my attention from a gameplay perspective. Just from a stress thing, like I get stressed when I play RTS. Because I'm so hard on myself. So, uh, you know, I, that's why you don't see me play a lot of competitive games in general these days. Because it's just like, I've already got, like, almost no hair left. I gotta slow the fucking bus down. I'm gonna have me fucking just Mr. Clean here pretty soon. But will I play it? Yes. Almost guaranteed. But will it be something I'm playing all the time? And I, I don't know. And as for which game modes, I mean... Let's let the game come out before I decide what game modes yeah. I'm gonna be playing yeah. uh, when the time comes. Uh, let's see, we got one more in here, and then we would go do some StarCraft. Mr. Black's got some meetings. Um. Bork Chop. I mean, uh, uh, I think we fielded this idea before, but then we decided it was a bad idea. But we can reiterate here so that Bork Chop maybe gets an idea. Uh, would you ever add a Patreon level or donation amount that lets a fan join the conversation for an episode? How much do you think you'd no. want to charge? The, no. So, no, for a couple of reasons. Um, the biggest reason is there is there is almost not enough vetting that anyone, like, that we could do for any individual person that we'd be able to do that and not have a uh, an incalculable risk as to whatever the fuck they could say while they have the floor, right? So... It's there, you know. It's not like having a known quantity where somebody brings on a known, you know, a known person from the industry, or it's not somebody that you personally know and have a relationship uh, with, or a friend, or something like that. You know, you're bringing in somebody that you have that has no public facing anything really, and we don't know what their agenda is. We have no yeah. idea, like. And the other thing is, it's just fucking weird, dude. What you're gonna fucking pay us money to come hang out and talk with us? Like that's just, I don't know, man. It just that feels it's weird. weird. To me. 
Yeah. That's weird. So it was like when we were throwing everything at a wall with the podcast back in the day and, and to see what sticks for pod for, for Patreon level like tiers and stuff like that, that was something that, that briefly came up, but for the same reasons we just described, um, you know, that was just something that we didn't uh that we didn't stick to. Uh but uh yeah. And so that's it. Not a very exciting question to end on, but that's where we're gonna fucking end it. You're gonna like it. Yeah. And we'll see you guys next week. Thank you very much for stopping by. Hopefully uh, you enjoyed yourselves. Patreon.com slash lag TV. Once again, place to go if you want to financially support this uh, podcast and the StarCraft 2 content that we are about to go record right now. We'll see you next week. Yeah. And until then, peace. Peace. <laughs>